Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, July the 15th, 2022. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we have the Boone Brothers in the house. But before I jump into all that, real quick uh, reminder... Uh, the Dreamer Sky Fitness app is live. We just kicked off our five-week summer Metcon and mobility challenge for you guys. We started on Monday, which was the 11th, so they're on day number five. If you guys still want to get in, uh, we have that bad boy open. Just click the link in our Instagram bio or in the show notes here, dreamerscottfitness.app, and you guys will see it at the top of the page. Uh, you can do it for just a buck. It's a pretty sick deal. Uh, we walk you guys through everything for five weeks. We rip your face off, but also build in the mobility that you guys do need. On top of that, I think we have like over 1,100 videos now uh, inside the app, and we load my new weekly stuff every week. There's full programs for at home, the gym, hotel, you name it. We basically got you guys covered. So if you want to check it out, it's just a buck to get in. JeremyScottFitness.app. Check the show notes, the IG bio link, or just type it in, and you guys are in business. And you guys already know we are brought to you by our homies at Athletic Greens, the one thing I take every single day. And I never miss. If you guys don't eat enough fruits and vegetables, let's be real, none of us do. Especially if you guys travel, this is the one thing I would take every single day. So if you want to check it out, right now we'll give you guys a year supply of free vitamin D and fried free travel packs with your first order. The site is athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott to get hooked up. Or if you're not sure, you want to pick some up, message us, shoot us a DM, however you want to get in contact. And I will have Monica send you a pack right to your front door. You can try it 100% for free then get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. So don't hesitate to reach out. Again, you guys, it's the one thing I always travel with. It goes with me everywhere. It's easy. So even if you eat like a complete idiot, at least you're doing something good for your body. So hit me up. Otherwise, check out the site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, and you guys are in a business. All the other podcast sponsor links I'll put in the show notes if you guys want to check it out, and you will be good to go. Always a mouthful. So with that said, welcome, gentlemen. Thank you, sir. Pleasure to be here. Um, I'll let you guys do, since there's two of you, um, I'll let you guys do however you want to go intro. Uh, if you want to go origin story, you can play off each other, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll kind of dig in here. For sure, for sure. We are the Boone Brothers, both Malcolm and Jason Boone, originally from New York, and played sports pretty much our whole lives growing up, football, baseball, basketball, and ultimately basketball became the the number one sport in our life that became the passion the love and we're fortunate enough to play in high school and both in college and moved on to play overseas as well and that is where we we learned a lot of where where we're at today we we learned a ton from overseas in terms of our relationship with nutrition our relationship with fitness and also our bond as well so we have really just you know, really just trying to build a brand and, and preach everything in terms of mental health, fitness, nutrition, and, and help as many people, people as we can along the way. Yep, pretty, uh, pretty good description there from, from Baby Bro. Um, kind of dive into some of the accolades. So we ended up um, both playing in Germany at the same time. Uh, we lived together and played uh, in the same city, and that was kind of the genesis of, I would say, where our love for fitness really kick-started I think the best thing um, that happened for Malcolm that season was really understanding that like if he was going to play at a high level uh, in Europe that he needed to kind of get in gear uh, and kind of 
turn a new leaf in terms of fitness. And so watching him transform his body uh, that season kind of just sparked what everything that we were doing from there. So, And so you guys played – what sports did you all play and what ages did you start playing them? Mm-hmm. So baseball was the first, I want to say. Baseball was even when we lived in the Bronx. Yeah. yeah. Baseball was everything. So that was from, I want to say, I don't know, six – seven and and then all the way i stopped playing probably in middle school i played in high school you played uh, in high school one year yeah. right i think right. being six foot six uh, they <laughs> they wanted me to be a pitcher uh i just couldn't throw the yeah. ball over the plate so for sure a little bit difficult um but first base kind of stuck me in outfield i could hit home runs but was slow was sure you know just didn't really love it the way yeah. i i, I like basketball yeah. um i actually was probably better at football growing mm-hmm. up uh, i played football from Ninth grade to twelfth grade, uh, so just all throughout high school, and um, got recruited for like Syracuse. Uh, was probably the biggest name that was after me, um, and yeah, it was tight end DN, kind of like. How and how big are you in high school? And you're like seventeen, eighteen. I am probably six four, two twenty. Yeah. Oh, so you're a fucking tank already. Yeah. I was, yeah. A, I was a big boy. Yeah. yeah. I was the complete opposite. I wasn't that tall. I was. But just rail thin. I was probably about six four, six three, but a solid like one eighty five. And when I say solid, I mean completely fragile. Yeah. Not solid. Yeah, like the not. Ke- like the Kevin Dur- <laughs> Kevin Durant like draft day. Perfect. Or who's the young Perfect. kid now? A Chet Holmgren. Oh yeah. Chet. He's from Minnesota. Was a white dude. He's he pa- paper sent. Yeah. <laughs> kids paper. Uh, yeah. I, yes. <laughs> Strong wind. Look yeah. out. He's good though. He can, he can, he can ball. Hope. He can hoop. Can ball for sure. So you're playing sports, like what outside of that, like the normal stuff, like you're just riding bikes, doing like playing on jungle gyms, doing all kinds of kid shit, like yeah. kids. Because there's, again, yeah, we grew up in this era where there's, sure. you don't have an iPhone, right? No, I mean you have like a yeah. shitty Nintendo and Sega, but yeah. that's about it yeah. for sure. Yeah, that was definitely it, man. When, when our parents moved from the Bronx to upstate New York, we say upstate, it's more like an hour north. It's Orange County, New York. Shout out to Warwick Valley. We. Yeah, that's when it really kind of transcended transcended for us. We would play in the backyard a lot when we lived in the Bronx. You know, our dad would play catch with us, and we'd play baseball back there, shoot hoops, play basketball, all that good stuff. But once we moved to the, uh, the suburbs, man, it was bike riding every day. We were playing manhunt. We were, you know, playing freeze tag out there, you know, wiffle ball. We were doing it all, and that – that was something that when I look back at, the, at my childhood, it's because being a teacher now, I teach third grade right now, and I, and I see a lot of the, the amount of time that a lot of students spend on, tech, on technology, on their gadgets. They're not really outside as much. I look back at my childhood and say, man, I'm just I'm so glad that we got a chance to be outside because it's, it's so different now. It's so different nowadays. Yeah, and for me, it was it, we moved up there when I was in ninth grade. Uh, you were in fourth grade, so I right. was at the point where like I was more focused on trying to talk to girls and trying to get good at basketball. Sure. So I wasn't at, like you were riding ATVs and doing all that like country suburban stuff, and I was more like, "What do I got to do to get this girl's number?" And like, yeah, hang out with her that way. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're a predator. Yeah, yeah sure. was, you're a dude. I was a savage. <laughs> ninth grade, ninth grade. Jason was a wild, wild boy. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's why I asked that just because like obviously you you teach kids now and you're there mm-hmm. and we, you're not going to go back. Like we're not getting rid of iPads and it's not going to happen. Correct. And I look at, I, I had this talk the other day with a group of uh, high school kids and I'm like, I'm just thank God they didn't have social media just for the, the shit I would say for no doubt. one. No doubt. Um, 
mm-hmm. would have been canceled long before this, <laughs> this ever could have happened. But I look at like, and again, I'm not, it's not a body shaming thing, but it's like when you look at kids now and generationally, and even like if you go back and look at a picture from the beach in Orange County mm-hmm. in 1982 compared to today, mm-hmm. we have all these fitness people, like if it's me, all these apps, all these programs, all these smartwatches, all these devices, yet we're the unhealthiest like we've ever been which is gnarly to me. And we never had any of that shit before. And then you see these kids now, obviously, and I'm not blaming it all on technology. I go, but the environment is different. Yes. And so they're not going to benefit. And even like athletically moving dynamically yes. like you did. Like when you go play freeze tag, bro, oh. it's like the epitome of interval training. Dude, yes. And that doesn't, I'm not saying kids don't do that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like what is like at your school, like is there like a huge PE component? Do they even have PE anymore? They do. They do. They still have PE. So they're doing a lot of, they, they still run the mile, right? The standard mile. They still are playing basketball. They, they do swimming a lot of the time. So they are integrating a lot of the, you know, healthy aspects of, the outside world for sure but i and i still think you know like so that this past this past school year i I made sure i wanted to implement a fitness mental health and uh, nutrition kind of curriculum for the kids because i know a lot of the times man that's not things that are being spoken about and it's things that are so important for them to understand especially now at a very young age right and it's just it's just giving them the information i never want to come across as i'm trying to persuade you this way or that way the goal is to just give you the knowledge and then from there you will do what it is that you want to do with it as you get older and then you can go ahead and help other people too so when i think about something in terms of nutrition it's how to read a food label right i showed i i remember the first day i implemented it i said hey how many calories are in this bag of chips? Just like an opening, right? And they all looked at it. They saw the word calories, and then they said, 250. I said, mm, you know why that's not right? Because we aren't looking at the serving size, right? So then we start talking about the serving. They're like, oh, wait, so if there's two servings, 250. They start doing the math. They're like, 500, right? So just this, this eye-opening experience for students Man, it's it's awesome, and I just want to keep like giving that to them so they can have it and they can help people along the way as well. And these are third grade kids, third graders, man. And so, like, when you have like a curriculum, like they give you, like you got to teach, um, yeah, like whatever. <laughs> I was I say bullshit. Yeah, like, that's basically what I'm saying. Um, again, like parallelograms are super important, dude. dude. But like, what are we talking about? Seriously. But how much autonomy do you get? to like do stuff like that or you just build it into certain modules sure i think it depends on the the school the institution of where you're at my school right now you have as much autonomy basically as you want you got to stay on on track with a a lot of the things in terms of the math we have a certain math curriculum we have to hit and all that same thing with reading writing but when it comes to like a science uh, social studies history you basically have free range so i said okay i'm gonna craft my own curriculum around this because students need to know what it's like to be mindful of maybe I'm getting a little anxious. Maybe I want to figure out a breathing pattern if I want to get better sleep. Maybe I have to figure out a different breathing pattern if I want to increase my energy levels, right? There are different breathing patterns that we we work through and and we would do these different scenarios and situations and and they loved it, man. They, They really bought in. And again, it's just something that we, we want to keep keep pushing because it's, it's very, very important. And there's not that many teachers probably that do that anywhere, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Not a lot. Yeah, anyway. Not a lot. Not a lot. 
just because like the nutrition component is like that seems to me if you're gonna read like yes I'm talking like real life I'm not For saying sure. like first of all this is my take on school <laughs> I don't know half that shit dude like I forgot <laughs> so much of that like I can't do punctuation I can barely mm-hmm. fucking spell sure. I'm a complete moron but I can read a nutrition label dude no doubt. like no these doubt. are things that like I think overall matter oh it's a semicolon not a comma yeah dude whatever right. like I don't know I could talk about that shit all day but they <laughs> sure. don't do there's no more like presidential physical fitness award. We don't do that anymore. We don't do that. No. I'm trying to think like all the th- running the mile was part of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Push-ups. Push-ups. Pull-ups. Sit-ups too. Sit-ups. Uh, uh, hang. Uh, towel hang. If you couldn't do the pull-ups. Um, shuttle run. Yep. They would do. Mm-hmm. Was it broad jump too? I'm trying to think. There was a handful Maybe. of those. It's like sit and reach. Sit and reach. Sit and reach was one yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. Man. Cause oh, like, oh, it's got the end. Oh, dude. Skinny ass. <laughs> well, like, well, you remember, like, the mile, like, when you were, like, oh, man, when I was, like, in fifth grade, when you are light. Yeah. yeah. But you're, like, starting to get quick. Like, Super. You're smoking people, yeah. dude. Oh, Speak for yourself. Light? I was not light in fifth grade. <laughs> well, no, I was probably, like, 86 pounds, dude. What's your mile? 456, yeah. dude? Yikes. Yeah. But they don't do that anymore. No. No. I wonder why. That's the thing. And some schools might. Some schools might, you know, yeah. but I, it's not, I don't think like a national thing. I think back then when we were younger, that was, every school was doing that. Yeah. Right? Well, and I know people will go, well, you know, kids feel bad when they suck at it. Two things. One, mm-hmm. dude, I suck at everything in school other than that. So that means yeah. every day I'm taking an L. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jeremy, do you know those? Nope. Don't know the answer. I'm a dummy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. but I'm stronger than you, dude. Yep. Like, so it's weird to me. Like we kind of phase that out. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm sure like there's budget things and what people sure choose thing. to spend money on, but sure. I feel like that's an important one. Yeah, there is. So if we're talking about like, Presidential fitness, physical, the physical mm-hmm. fitness awards. Sure. When did you guys know you were like pretty good at sports? Like the the biggest separation, like initially between your peers. Like you know, there'll be the guy like where even for me, like when I'm playing, mm-hmm. there's a kid like in sixth grade and he's like six mm-hmm. four, yeah. but he never gets past six four, yeah. and he just always was a big. And then he kind of sure. not that he sucks, but he capped out. And then there's the dudes who just like you see, yeah. They're different. Yeah. You just know, like, oh, yeah, your buddy's yeah. got a different gear. Yeah. Like, when did cause you guys tell from your – or maybe the guys you played with in high school were studs too. I don't know. No, nah, for me it was 10th grade. Uh, okay. That was the year that I really – I separated myself from kind of the pack. Mm-hmm. Um, I Towards the end of that JV season, they moved me up to varsity, but I knew kind of just playing against the other kids in my grade that, like, I was just noticeably better than all these kids. And then my junior year we had – so I was – I'm trying to think. I was – Class of 03 in high school. So my junior year was when 9-11 happened. We're in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a assistant coach who was a New York City fire, firefighter. And he, like, went into the building um, on that day. And it was, like, it was, like, the scariest day ever, like, thinking back to it. Because you like, were in New York at we're the time. in New York, yeah. That's trippy. And so dude. everything mm-hmm. was, like, mm-hmm. shut down. You know, kids' parents are, like, you know, school's on lockdown. Kids couldn't leave. Um, but I'll never forget our assistant coach who – was a New York City fireman, came and gave us a speech later that year and was like, like, you think that you're scared of, like, this team we're going to play, like, in the playoffs? Like, th- you don't even know fear yet. And that was one of the, the conversations and, and, like, coaches' speeches that, like, always stuck with me. And that junior year was when I kind of rededicated myself from the going into my senior year to, like, get after it and work out. Like, he would meet me at the gym at 5 o'clock in the morning every day in high school, and, like, we would do all that kind of stuff. And then – having a chance to play college basketball and, you know, kind of going through uh, my time at NYU, All-American, then it was kind of like, all right, I, I think I have a shot to, like, play overseas or play professionally in some respect. So 
uh, yeah, it all kind of started back in, in 10th grade up there. Yeah. And for me, my, my start was a little, or my, my journey was a little different in sports. I was never the most athletic guy. I mean, we were good. We were a solid team. I think it was for me, maybe more my senior year because I wasn't ever really training. I wasn't, didn't have a, I mean, most high schoolers don't have a, a solid emphasis on their diet, things like that. But I think no, they don't do anything. They don't do anything. <laughs> they don't. Just they, show don't. Up. they just show up and get it done. It's amazing how you can do that, by the way, how our bodies change. But for me, probably my senior year is when I think I started to say, okay, I'm, I'm sort of separating myself here a little bit. I'm mostly the leading scorer in these games. I usually have the most rebounds. Colleges are looking at me. I'm feeling, feeling solid, you know, but I, I think it, it kind of wasn't until I got to college is when I – started to say, okay, because it was all a reset for me. It was like, you're kind of the man your senior year of high school, but then you get to college and you're playing against these other guys who are sophomores, juniors, seniors, and are taller, stronger, faster than you. And it was a reset. So I had to start all over again. So I was like, ah, all right. And then I think it was really my junior year is when I started to, all right, get some notoriety. started making like, you know, the all conference teams and things like that. And yeah, that's kind of when I think for me it was – you know, you're separating yourself a little bit. Well, because you go as a like a kid, dude. Yeah. And now you're playing against grown dudes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who are 22, 23. Exactly. Some people are grown dudes, like you were a grown dude and 17, bro. <laughs> right. Or whatever. Right. Like that's such because you have you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Like especially if you haven't like filled out and you're six foot four, you're 170 pounds. It's like bro. Soaking wet. Yeah. yeah it's it a big difference. It was very different. And that's the thing with Jason and I. I mean, we that was something that always separated us. People would look at us and say, oh, wow, like you are noticeably larger than him. Yeah. Like you guys are brothers, you know, kind of thing. And then obviously we went overseas and we'll touch on all that in a little bit. But when we started to – I started to make some growth and get some gains and all that stuff. Shout out to BJ Gadora, gains. <laughs> and – it was we were slowly becoming like neck and neck. I got a little taller, a little wider, and there. And then people started saying, "Are you guys? Are you guys twins?" Yeah, that's what drove me crazy. And he's actually, really? He's actually, five, five years older. I was always bigger, always, always stronger. Always not anymore, but in everything he did. And and now people look at us and like, "You guys? Are you guys twins?" I'm like, huh. "That's my little brother." Like, what yeah, are you about? I was. I was. Because like, like mine. Because like, which one's older? I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. Actually. Yeah. I'm like, I go, but I go. I remember, I go. Well, Malcolm is smaller yes i go because you're just thicker than right. i mean just naturally yeah sure. it's like from the the eye test like mm-hmm. if yep. you look if you take bj and myself yes he just looks thicker than me right like look at his ass yeah. and the hamstring alone bro it's yeah. fucking disgusting unbelievable but that's just a natural mm-hmm. but that's a that's people though. yeah right. ectomorph for ectomorph i think is how they describe it but like i was always like a big i was a fat kid i was always a fat sure. kid i would eat for sure boxes of taquitos every night after dinner i would eat a box of cereal at once i put it in like a, a big mixing bowl like respect. half a gallon of, of milk and just like that was like a nightly thing for me because like how do you you're that big you're 240 pounds i got up to 280 at one point i was 280 like dude playing I mean, basketball it's heavy like, man pro basketball i mean how yeah I, how I do you even move i look back and i was dunking on people like i just don't understand how like you could still move good I mean, At 280, bro? Yeah. That's yeah, like, what, is, what was Tractor Trailer? He was like 300 pounds? Yeah. Was he yeah. bigger than that? He's taller. He might, yeah, he's taller. He he's like, I'm like but still, six, six 300 seven, plus, yeah. yeah. That's huge, though. Monster. You were 280, but that was NYU. That's like, Le- what's LeBron, 260? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a solid 260. Yeah. I started the season in Turkey like 268. Okay. Well, but yeah, I also you, took this. I also spent you, the summer in Vegas. Yeah, was, you weren't moving like that Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, took yeah that I took that summer off. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. Um... 
So when you're like you're going through high school, how do you decide like where you're going to play in college? Was it just like, hey, these are the places that offer me. This is what I want to do. Like, how did that decision go? Like, why was it? And you played at Keystone College. And why did you go NYU? Like, what's the? So for me, I think at that point, I didn't see professional basketball or professional football in my future. Uh, and so although I was getting recruited by football programs and basketball programs, I wanted to go somewhere for the academics. My mom is a guidance counselor. Mm. Uh, my dad was like big into the education piece. And so for them, it was like, especially me being the oldest, they were like, listen, wherever you decide to go to college, we'll make sure that we can afford to send you there. And no I'll, shit. Yeah. So I was like, all right. And you like at 18, you're like, I want to go there for school. <laughs> Cause I was like, "Fuck that, dude!" Well, I'm gonna play sports. I'm gonna hook up with chicks. Here, so here's Top the thing. Two goals. Here's the thing, though. This is, this is why it happened. So NYU, when, like we said, we moved up to the suburbs when I was in high school. So I'm a New York City kid. I'm, I'm in the Bronx. I'm, I'm there till eighth grade. I'm riding a city bus to school. I'm thinking I'm this New York City guy. My parents pluck me out of the city and put me in Sugarloaf, New York, like arts and crafts town, Warwick Valley High School, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing up here? Like, I don't, li- I don't like this. Like, these people have cows in their front yard. Like, what the fuck is going on? So <laughs> I wanted to be back in a city for college. I knew I wanted to be in a city. So I'm looking at, you know, Syracuse. I'm looking at NYU. I'm looking at Columbia. I'm looking at um, a couple Ivy League schools, but I'm, I'm like, I'm not really getting that good feel anywhere. And I went on my visit to NYU, and I knew right away, I'm like, this is where I want to be. Um, I took a couple of like business classes in high school and I thought I wanted to go to the business school. The coach quickly told me like, if you apply to the business school here, you're not going to get in. So apply to communications. Also, there's three to one girls to guys ratio in the communications program. And we're the most accepting school of homosexuals. So you'll be in a class all your own in terms of girls. And I'm like, all right, I want to go to NYU. I want to start <laughs> communications. And that was it for me. So, it's like fishing with dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Game over. Stealing. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. So you weren't like a real legit kid. You're just like a normal dude. Yeah, yeah, I was day. still a normal dude. Okay. I like the front, like I was a, but no. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, man, I, I had basically a couple of Division three scouts that would come to see me in high school. You know, some interest there. And then for me, it was I didn't want to go too far from home, but I also didn't want to be too close. And so, I went and and I think a part of it was the fact that the head coach the way he was recruiting me he he did a, in a fantastic job of I must admit he showed up at the house he sat down we were in the living room we were talking and he just he did a great job he showed the most interest and when I saw the school I saw where it was I said okay this is about an hour and a half hour and 45 I can get back to Sugarloaf if I need to they can come to see my games you know so it was Far enough away where I could be a kid, do my thing, go out, you know, have a great time, meet people, all that. But then also close enough where I can still see my parents. You know, I'm a big parents guy and, uh, you know, mom and dad. But that that was the that was the kicker for me, you know, and and it, it was outside of the city. So it was in a very, very small town called La Plume, Pennsylvania. Very, very small. And it was like uh, rural enough where I'm like, okay, I'm out here. You country. know, I kind of like that. I country. like that countryside. I like to be isolated like that. Yeah. I've only been to Pennsylvania. I mean, I've been to Philly. We fly in because mm-hmm. Men's Health was Emmaus, which is like Emmaus. Allentown. Yes. Yep. It was over there. Tony Park, Wildwater Kingdom. Yeah. Like nothing. Like, yes. Yeah. Like you would drive by, and BJ could vouch for this, you oh, could dude. drive by the Men's Health building a million times and not even know it was there. That's crazy. And it's in the middle of health. It's like in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, where the fuck is this? <laughs> Like, I mean, sometimes Alexia and I would fly into, like, Newark, mm-hmm. and then yeah, they yeah. drive over drive there, around. and I'm like, where? It's, you're in the sticks, dude. For sure. Yeah. 
like 100%. real sticks. Yeah. yeah. I can do like some of that, but some of it's a little too much. Uh-huh. So when you guys are going through, uh, let's do high school first, like the training in the high school like type diet. I mean, you can even do basketball stuff too. Like what is sure. the normal, like obviously like us, like if you are just a gym rat, like we're playing all the time. Mm-hmm. Like not just like, yeah, you're playing pickup, like three on three, two on two, rebound, 21, lightning. I don't give a shit what it is. Mm-hmm. We're just drilling over and over and over. Like what does that look like? <laughs> and then is there any focus on fitness and nutrition at all in high school or is that not till later? So for me, definitely not. No nutrition <laughs> at all. Um, like you knew nothing. I, I knew nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. I knew yeah. that. I was a big guy by nature, and the stronger I got, the more I could move people around. I was concentrated on being able to dunk a basketball like as hard mm-hmm. as I could. So once I was able to dunk, uh, I got my first dunk in-game in 10th grade, but summer going into 10th grade was when I was able to like just go up and dunk the basketball. So everything became just go up and try to dunk on people. Mm-hmm. And so that just like repetitive drilling, every move I had to do, I had to finish with a dunk. So Like one foot, that, two feet, didn't both. matter? I was, a, I was a two-foot jumper mostly. Um, but could dunk right hand, left hand. Like my highlights, you'll see me dunk on people left hand, right hand. Yeah. One the, foot. The, <laughs> the in stride with the opposite leg is like super impressive to watch, like in a game. Oh. Even like like Giannis is different because it's yeah, like he's, he's a freak. But like if you watch, and I always use John Wall as the example, his highlights, like he's full speed dude. Yes. In stride off of the wrong foot, like right hand, or excuse me, right leg, left hand, and just hammers it. And I'm yeah. like, this dude can't be that much taller than me. No. Dude. I'm like, how the fuck? Like, when people watch it, they don't understand. <laughs> no. They don't get it. They in get stride, it. Yeah. like no gather steps, mm-hmm. nothing. Just mm-hmm. like, and it wouldn't matter. I'm like, that's you're that's a gift. Yes. Like you're Fast not switch. teaching that. There's mm-hmm. nothing explosive. What's yeah, gonna happen? Yeah, there's nothing to do with that. Yeah, he's been doing that since high school, man. Yeah, he's a monster. He was those some of some of John Wall's high school highlights are out of this world. Yeah. You know, one speed and just super agile, so crafty, so athletic. It's yeah, John Wall's he's a beast. And for us, it was never a thing of like we we were never that far ahead of correct our class correct. to where like we knew okay those guys are going to be pro basketball players. Like we had to kind of just like chip away yeah. level by level yeah. and just like grind to get to where we got to and like mm-hmm. make ourselves known wherever mm-hmm. we were at. Mm-hmm. And for you, same thing for yeah. Like, so definitely not nutrition, man. Nope, wasn't anywhere anywhere near it. I would. Again, I would come home. It was like, all right, what can I eat? Bagel bites, you know, taquitos, all. I mean, again, like Jason, full box of cereal and this big, huge yellow or silver bowl that we have. Bunch of milk and just going to town, dude. It was just, it was wild. Just yeah. shit. It just, just shit. shit. Just yeah. shit. It was wild. I could get away with it, though. Like, my thing was like, I think back to college now even. And oh, it was dude. like, we would, I would wake up, i go to the food hall. I eat chocolate chip pancakes. i go to class. I don't know how I stayed awake, but would stay awake in class. Yeah. Come come after the class go eat pizza salad something like that mm-hmm. go to practice mm-hmm. after practice go back to the, to the food hall get dinner go out drink all night and then eat late night pizza late night chinese food something like that and then wake up and do it all again it was constant like with you and with me too every morning would be a sausage egg and cheese bagel no, no exaggeration a smucker's jelly grape or sometimes <laughs> strawberry i would layer that the top layer of the bagel oh, with that savage, that. savage and, a, and a true mood chocolate milk Yuck. every morning and I'd go to class, come back, eat whatever in the, in the, in the dining hall, the, the cafeteria, go to practice and feel good. Yeah, Getting up I and know. down, dunking left and right. No defi- like, it was crazy. I know. And right. I just, did, I, talk, I just had this talk the other day. I was like, well, sometimes like, in, well, high school would be different too. Cause I'd go to like Burger King. 
Yeah. And get like a double Whopper yeah. and like fries and drink a Dr. Pepper and yeah. then let's go score 40 points <laughs> and feel fine. Yeah. I slept like two hours. And then after the game, I probably get a pizza and drink four Mountain Dews and probably chewed a half a tin of tobacco. And I'm like, yeah. fuck it, dude. I'm, I'm invincible. Good. Here we go. It's not real. Dude, I do any of that today. I'm dead. You don't, you don't see me here for a week. You yeah. Um, like college sometimes, like this is real. They had a, like one of those, you know, you make your own Belgian like waffles because yeah. they have like all the cereal. Yeah, mm-hmm. So I make like a waffle syrup, butter all over it. And then be like, Oh, you can make a root beer float. And that'd be like my dinner. Dude. Like, are you fucking kidding me? How? How, how, how I didn't happen? die. How? Like no vegetables, <laughs> no athletic greens. No. no. Nothing. I'd be like, no. Oh yeah. And on Thursday nights, I'm going to drink 14 beers <laughs> Easy. just to start the night off. Yes. Yeah, power hour. So stupid. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, towards the end of school, mm-hmm. uh, probably the last year and a half, two years, that's when I started to change like food-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, anyway, because mm-hmm. I started to learn enough, and I'm like, not that I felt shitty, but I knew it just wasn't quite the same. And when you stop playing, at least for that little window, like where like, okay, college is done. I don't, I'm not going to play pro. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a normal fucking loser. Uh, you're still eating and drinking the same, except the output. I was like lifting, but not doing everything else. Mm-hmm. Like you're not playing basketball for three plus hours a day, give or take. True. And so you start to see the difference. Do you guys change eating in, in college at all? Or is it even after that? For me, it was no, I slowed down a little bit or yeah, I, I sped it up. I should say I sped up my, my, my nutrition a little bit more tried to touch it up a little bit my senior year because I realized Jason had already been overseas. So I was graduating in 2012 and he had already been over there for a couple of years. And that is when I, I could almost taste a little bit of what might come for me next. I didn't know I'm a young college kid, 22, wherever, however old I was when I graduated. And when I think he told me something Yo, or my dad did. He said, hey, when you're done, the first team he played for said, if your brother wants a spot over here, hey, maybe we can work something out for him. Maybe we can figure something out. And that's all I needed to hear. I didn't know if it was going to happen or not. Because you came out to visit me. um, I did. And you practiced with our team. I did. And I remember that being like the thing. And I was like, you were busting that one guy's ass on my team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, You were crossing him up and dunking him. Like, who the fuck? Right. Because I would only see him. I'd see him in the summer. We'd work out sometimes back home in the summer. But going into his senior year, he was like getting way better at basketball, and yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. he might have a shot to like make it out here. Mm-hmm. And if I can just like vouch for him and just like yeah. get him a, a, at least get him a look, uh, yeah, then we'll kind of see if he can take it and run with it. So, for sure, yeah, yeah. that was kind of when it started, and then we got him out there that next year um, to the same city that I was playing in. And first day, you want to yeah, take, yeah. take yeah. him through that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I, I, so. Quick, quick backtrack. So that is when I, I thought something could happen. I thought, hey, I might be able to get over here. So I cleaned up my diet a little bit, but it still wasn't anything near. And it's just because you didn't know. I didn't know. Okay. You know, I, I didn't know. I, I didn't have the relationship with it to say, if I start to eat some vegetables or a couple of salads or, you know, lean protein in the cafeteria, maybe I'll feel better. Right. And we'll get to that because that did start to happen overseas. But my senior year in college, nowhere near it. Nowhere. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That was it, bro. Yeah. So then, so then that so he graduates. He comes out um, to play that next season. Correct. In in Germany with me. And you're already there. So I'll t- I'll go this and we'll go this route. How does it go from okay, high school is done, or excuse mm-hmm. me, college is done. Hey, maybe I can play professional sports. Like for you, mm-hmm. just off the bat. So for me, there was so I was a all American, D three all American, uh, my senior year, and my assistant coach had play or 
there was a guy who was in our league who played in Denmark, I think, something like that. So he went to Europe, he played in Denmark, and he was like the same kind of thing. He was like D3 All-American, conference player of the year, the whole kind of thing. So all the stats that I was, accolades I was getting into my later years of college, this guy had already did it. He went to Denmark, he played one or two seasons. So now it's kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm on that radar. I played Division Three, but I was one of the best players in the country. Probably could have went D1 if I would have like – probably dedicated myself a little bit harder um but well, the separation between that two is the top dudes exactly like yes. that's i think sometimes people are confused like the top guys who are playing division one basketball there's such a gap between the bottom dudes mm -hmm. and the top dudes mm -hmm. at division two there's such a gap between them but those top dudes there and these middle of the pack dudes here there's not that big of a, a yes. difference right and it really just depends on the system too like where for sure. The size matters and the strength matters. Like where we've seen dudes like John Smith is at Winona State. And he was like national player of the year twice. Yep. And he starts at Southern Illinois, but he's not yet like a man yet. And like we meet him in the summer and like he just – he doesn't suck, but he's like he's fine. He's yeah. like an 18-year-old kid. We're older. And like he just doesn't understand the game yet. By the time he's 22, bro, he's fucking murdering mm. people. Yeah. And that same person yeah. – could have played for the Gophers. Now, he's not going to average, you know, 20 a game and dunk on everybody. I go, right. but he's going to average 14. Mm -hmm. He's going to be good. He can mm -hmm. contribute. I think sometimes people get confused, like, of the level and the separation between yeah, each sure. level and really what it is. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. And so I was a late bloomer, just, I think, by nature. I didn't kind of, like, grow into my body yeah. till you know, I was I wore size 17 shoes. I, I wore 17 in high school. So I was, like, a big, like, yeah. goofy-looking kind of, like, big body, but just, like, I, I – wasn't as coordinated, you know, yeah, and then yeah. I kind of like fell in love. I never forget my high school football coach introduced me to hand cleans. And mm. for me, that was it. I was like, I, I would do them and I'd feel so much stronger. And I'm like, I feel like I was jumping higher. And I'm like, I want to do power lifting. I want to get as strong as I can. And I just want to dunk on people left and right. And I want to rip that fucking ring rim <laughs> off of the backboard. And yeah. that was like my only focus. Yeah. And from there it became like our, our college coach kind of got me into plyometrics and I started to like change my body just by working out harder not by anything nutrition wise and so ended up getting a look in germany uh played in the fourth league so they have multiple professional leagues in germany i went out there on a whim uh just you know coach connected with my my assistant coach connected with a writer for the Eurobasket. i don't know if that mm -hmm. even exists anymore people mm -hmm. used to write articles for Eurobasket. Yeah, so yeah. they wrote some article about me being a d3 all-american the guy asked my college coach if jason had any interest in playing i said yeah, why not? Like, let me go give it a shot. It was 07, 08 happens. Nobody, all my friends that graduated couldn't get jobs, you know, market is shit. And I'm like, let me just go try this, you know? Yeah. And went out there, ended up playing against a second league team in the cup final. Uh, kind of got some eyes on that. Got, got some, got some looks there. And then a friend of mine who was playing in the first league at this point, <clears throat> Uh, was playing a game in Berlin. I hit him up on Facebook, and I was like, yo, I see you're in Berlin. Mm. I want to come to the game. He's like, I didn't even know you were in Germany. Like, you should just come play on our team. He's in the first <laughs> league at this point. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm in the fourth league. I don't know if I was. He's like, yo, I'm going to tell my coach tonight to, like, get you a tryout, and you need to come up here. Like, get on the train and come up here. And I told my coach, I'm like, yo, listen, I got an opportunity to play in the first league. He's like, you need to go. You need to go. I went up there. Coach signed me the rest of the season. The next season – Came back the next season. We ended up finishing, like, second place. Um, went back the next year, won a championship. And then after that, it was like, I could do whatever I wanted. So, I'm like, yeah. my brother wants to come out here and play and, like, yeah. get him a look. And that was kind of what it turned into. Yeah, a little more clout. Yeah. It's such a different system than, like, is here. Oh, yeah. Like, we've had pro baseball guys come on here, too, like, where Doug White was on here talking about, like, the lowest league in, like, 
the Dominican League or whatever. Mm -hmm. Some of these are like, yeah, they'll play a game in Florida, and there's like three fucking people there. And they're pros, but then all the way up through AAA ball and like all the way to the show. How different is how different is like the fourth league to the first league? Huge, huge. So we would probably get. 300, 400 people at the games in the fourth league. And I'm like, this can't be professional basketball. Like, I didn't have a car. I didn't, like, my apartment was terrible. I didn't, I, so I had a, a desktop computer in college. Mm. And I remember asking my coach, I'm like, hey, <laughs> should I go buy a laptop? Like, how am I going to communicate with people back home? He's like, my wife works for T Mobile. Like, we can get you a computer in your apartment. So I'm like, all right, cool. So fast forward, I get out to, to Germany. I, um, you know, I'm a college kid. I'm, I'm normally used to, like, packing my own pots pans like things like that and i'm like i don't know what i'm supposed to bring to europe i have no idea Mm. so i get out there um and the coach was like you know listen like there's some issues with your apartment um we we haven't gotten the internet set up uh there's still some electrical things that like have to happen so you can like stay with us for a couple weeks and i'm like all right so i'm living with my coach and his wife and his cats my first year like half the year and then they finally get me in my apartment and i don't have a car so i'm taking the train everywhere all around berlin germany uh, and they they told me like hey yeah the internet's still not working so I remember buying a uh, a flip phone and I would go to the gas station and I would buy these cards and every text I would send back to America was like twenty five cents mm-hmm. so I put like fifty bucks on this like flip phone and this is you gotta figure it's like two thousand seven so it was right I, I got a BlackBerry the next year and then the iPhone came out <laughs> later but yeah my first year in Germany uh, I'm old I remember yeah, yeah, yeah I had all that shit <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm in Europe, like, sending these 25-cent texts back to my friends in America. Jesus. And for internet, because my apartment didn't have internet, I would ride my bike to our sponsor's, like, um, gravestone uh, like a business. Funeral? So he had, like, a funeral home that he owned, and he would, like, carve in the headstones. So I would ride my bike there after, like, after hours, after practice, and I would get on, the, like, the work computer in the office, and I'd send people emails back home. And I was like, this can't be professional basketball. Like, what the fuck am I doing out here? It's crazy you say that because like we've had friends. Obviously, like I've been in the life yeah. long enough, so we've had friends where they're playing in like Australia. Like our buddy Rob, he played yeah. at Wichita State, that ends up playing in Australia for years. He's like, yeah, dude. He, it would depend on the year too. And obviously, like obviously, people who don't know Monica, who works for me, her husband played professional for like 15 years. Yeah. So I've heard all the shit. Yeah. But I remember Rob being like, yeah, man, I gotta do my own laundry. Yeah. <laughs> like just like he comes from Wichita State, where it's like you're. You're the dude. Yeah. Like you're the guy. he's starting. He's you know six seven. He can shoot. He can move. He's mm-hmm. good. They have a good team. They finish great. And like obviously, the level of money is is obviously the NCAA is a fucking criminal institution. <laughs> obviously, we can say. It. But he goes from there to this where he's like, yeah, dude. And he'd show clips of the games where like he's killing. Them. I'm like, dude, there. This looks like a men's league game I played in two nights ago at <laughs> yeah. Lifetime, bro. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's wild. So how? I mean, That's is the real. level of dudes like from how good they are from like the fourth league to the first league huge or no? Yes. Yes. So it was noticeably different. Uh, they were pros in the first league. This, the fourth league, like them, them German guys had different jobs. They would show up, you know, maybe practice twice a week. I was like the ringer. So they'd bring this American in. There was one or two of us on the team. And was there a rule? You can only have so many Americans back then? In that league, yeah. You can only have two. Okay. Yeah. Because I've heard that before. That's kind of like the – you're playing – Fucking co-ed mm-hmm. softball, and you only have two dudes. <laughs> <laughs> two dudes that can actually oh, yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So those teams were dictated by how good the Germans were on your team yeah. or how good the domestic players were because all the Americans were on the same level. But, like, if you had good Germans, then you, could, you would win that right. third league, fourth league kind of thing. And then when I made it to the first league, I was like, oh, this is different. Like, these guys mm-hmm. – I remember seeing these guys on TV in the NCAA tournament yes. and the this yes. and the that. And you could tell, like, those guys were out there. They were making money. They were there to play basketball. And all the, the – Domestic players, the Germans, were there to also play basketball as their full-time job. Mm-hmm. And the the money level changes, oh, yeah, obviously, because it goes from like 
this is kind of, I don't want to say bullshit. That's not the right word. But it was bullshit. Is, it yeah. was bullshit. And it, too, this is real now. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was making, I could say here, I was making $800 a month my first year. 800 euros a month. So that, back in 2007, that was like $1,200 a month. But everything was paid for. So like. Bro, it's like my GA. Yeah. <laughs> and I got a free dorm. Dog. And <laughs> I got is. you in the meal plan. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. Um, and they, How they do you survive cash. doing that? So, I mean, they, you didn't pay rent. You didn't pay, you know, anything like that. So, oh, yeah, because I remember, like, they would talk, like, Curtis would, same as you. Yep. Oh, yeah. Curtis showed up, and oh, they didn't have his apartment ready, so he's, like, staying with f- Rob for, like, two weeks. I'm like, <laughs> who the fuck is that? Because you don't know these people. Yeah. It's not like you're, like, when you're describing it, it sounds like my worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like, these are not your friends. No. This no. is just, like, your you're coach. Just there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, so it was rough. Um, and, you know, you get up to, like, I was making six figures uh, towards the end of my career, but, like, yeah, you, you, you go from making barely anything and just, like, being like, mm-hmm. all right, th- this is where I'm starting. Like, this is yeah. this is pro basketball. And when you, were f- I was fortunate enough to get the opportunity to to play at a high level, and it was like, yeah. oh, okay, I see, I see the yeah. difference. You got it quick too, you know, because you yeah. you started in Bernal, yeah. right, Berlin, yeah, and yeah. then that was how long into that did you go to got again? Uh, that half half a season, half a season. Yeah, yeah. by okay. January I was in the first. Oh, that's cool. And so. it doesn't usually happen like no. that. So I became like the poster child for like everything. Every guy who wanted to make the first league from the fourth league. Yeah. They were they were writing articles about me. They were like yes. communicating with me about like hey, th- like this guy did it, so I can do it too. And right. I just and everybody would you know kind of want to yeah. have that same trajectory. Yeah. It didn't happen for most people. I kind of got lucky. I was in the right position at the right time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, went to a team where I could like help right away. And yeah, no looking back. Because most of the dudes, I'm assuming they're Americans. They're over there in the top leagues. Are the guys you probably just remember watching mm-hmm. for the most Dude, part? Yeah. That just they yeah. like, we'll talk about this too. Like the NBA is hard. <sighs> Like, I remember, like, if you remember the M1 mixtape tour, like, when it was at its oh, height, right? Like, best. we'd watch that shit all the time. The best. Because um, a lot of those dudes used to play. Yeah. And I remember, like, uh, Ali Mo would be on there. Yeah. And he's on there. And I never forget this. He's, like, in a hot tub, and they're talking to him. And he's just, like, they're doing, like, one of those, like, late-night interviews. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, I remember the phrase, and I'll probably paraphrase it, but he's, like, the NBA is hard. <laughs> and he was just, like, dead fucking serious. He's, like, the NBA is hard, man. He's, like, I'm just happy, like – Doing what I'm doing here, because you get those other guys like where, because Escalade was Mark Jackson's brother. Was yeah, yeah, I swear mm-hmm. to God, yeah, really? yeah. yeah, which I is crazy. Yeah. And so he'd be there, and I remember like the guy Fifty. He had the two like fake fronts in his teeth, <laughs> but he could jump. Yeah. And he's sitting there talking shit about Tim Duncan, and uh, Escalade's there like, bro, Tim Duncan is no. twenty ten and five every night, everywhere, and he's always the same. Constant. He goes, "Do you know how much better yeah. this dude is than you?" Yeah. And I think sometimes like people don't grasp like the levels to of all the sports and i'm sure like football at like quarterback is probably mm-hmm. where you notice the most too yep. like there was the top couple guys mm-hmm. and like i'm a vikings fan i was like no. kirk cousins is fine okay but he ain't aaron Rodgers, no. bro no he's no. not tom brady and like kirk cousins is so much better than like oh dude baker mayfield mm-hmm. and you just keep and again baker mayfield was like and then the next level down yep. it's so huge True and basketball is probably the biggest where you're like okay you see a guy i'm not yeah. there yeah I, uh, I had the opportunity to <laughs> to so when i was home in the summer um from from hooping overseas <clears throat> we would play in these like professional runs new york city they would have these um, um oh, the proams yeah the proams yeah in minnesota the same thing same okay. thing right so um there was a guy who would be in charge of the runs and they were shooting a movie in new york city and it was called just right and they were looking for like guys to play these extras in the movie so they reach out to this guy and they're like, hey, listen, we're this company where our job is to make these, you know, sports scenes and movies look more realistic and we need some like big bodies that know how to play basketball that can do a little acting for this movie that we're shooting. So I'm like, 
oh shit, like I, I can go do that, you know, yeah. audition, you send in your little, your little tape, you take some headshots, you go up there. So they ended up <clears throat> offering me a role in the movie. Uh, and so got a good relationship with those people. And then when Trainwreck was being shot in New York, LeBron James needed a body double. So oh, no shit. they called me up and they were like, listen, are you in New York this summer? And I'm like, yeah, yeah I can be like, what's up? And they were like, we're shooting, a, we're shooting another movie. We need a body double. And so from having shot the first movie, I know that like the body double is, you know, someone that looks yeah. just like the person. And so I'm like, who, who do they need me to be a body double for? And you don't know the movie until you get there. So they're giving me all these lines to, to remember. And I'm, my job basically was to go run through the scenes. They get the lighting right. They do whatever. And then I go sit my ass on the side. LeBron comes out. He shoots the scenes for real. And then like we do the next thing. So um, I got a chance to like chop it up with him, shake his hand and like, you know, shoot around with him and like talk to him. And when you look at him, you're like mm. – you know, I don't know how I'm playing his body double because this guy, his shoulders are so wide. His waist is so little. He's huge. But he is a monster. And I'm like, he shouldn't be moving the way that he does on the basketball court no. at this body like that I'm looking at right in front of me. And that was kind of when it like clicked for me. I'm like, he, there's, a, there's again, a different level, you know? Like, it's, there, there's yeah, no there's way. levels to this. <laughs> well, that's what I said. Like, he was never going to work at Wells Fargo. No. Like no matter what no. he was gonna do, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just like no. I people need to hear that shit. Like yeah. other than like pure athleticism, probably being like super beautiful yeah. is the only biggest thing that we discriminate on in the world. Because like Brad Pitt wasn't gonna work at the grocery store, bro. Right. Like it was Troy. just gonna work out for him. Yeah. And Braun is the same way. Yeah. You just you don't see like even because you were here Thursday. Yeah. Uh, the girl Rachel's like, who is this dude in the corner? Because you're like doing whatever. Right. What the fuck. Because like Alec <laughs> and Dave came up and talked to you. I'm like, yeah. well, he used to play sports too. Yeah. That's because I know that's her question. Right. Because I'm like, you just don't see those people Got like it. in normal life unless like their life is over. Yeah. For like, sure. You I mean it might happen, I guess. But like, and you guys are fit. LeBron is a different thing. Yeah. That's a that, like when you just yeah like Giannis walking around like oh he's my uh, insurance agent like no he's <laughs> no. not yeah, he's you know what I'm saying agent. like yeah. it's just a different thing <laughs> yeah that's gnarly different level different so level. you transition you guys are you're playing there mm -hmm. uh, you come over mm -hmm. after correct he basically gets you at least a yeah a look sure. to come for sure so he got me a look on the team that he was playing for it was in Würzburg which is actually the hometown of Dirk Nowitzki. So we, I get out there, and I'm, I'm, Jay, I'm pumped. I'm like, this, this is where my life can start. I'm getting out here, fourth league as well. But I'm like, this is, this is the start, right? I watched him do it. I know that this is going to be, you know, my journey. I'm, I'm ready to get it going. So I get out there day one. Somebody picks me up from the airport, get back. We're actually living together. So we're in the same spot, nice little apartment, him and I. And... They, it was it was day one. I believe it was day one. Might have been day two. Not sure. But the assistant coach picked me up and he said, hey, we have an individual workout today with you and the head coach with some basketball on court stuff. And then we have a training session. We're going to we're gonna lift some weights and then get a little break, go eat. And later on, we have our full team practice. So I get in there and uh, I'll never forget, man, I, I got into the gym and he said, all right, here's what we got. And he's walking me through what we're about to do. Literally, there was, it was, I believe, four rounds of three different exercises. And they were, all the individual exercises were for reps. So it was push-ups on, like, this plate that turned. We had bench press, which was not that heavy. And then we had assisted pull-ups. Day one. And I'm in there. And I, I get going. I get going. I start doing the push-ups. Just do not feel right. Because I never worked out in college. Ever. 
And then I get there, and now I'm going over to the bench press. I get to the pull-ups, and I just do not feel well at all, at all. And I told I, my head was spinning, my stomach hurt, my legs were shaky. It wasn't even doing legs, so I don't, I don't understand <laughs> why that was happening to me. And I went in the bathroom and just started to yak my brains out. Now imagine that, yeah. right? I mean, if I said, yo, Jay, let's go do some pull-ups, let's go do some push-ups, and let's go, go do some bench press. You'd be like, okay, great. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I thought I was being shot. Yeah. Like, oh, because, it, like, the workout made it, you feel The workout way. was yeah. killing me. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, you had food poisoning or something. <laughs> no, dude. No. <laughs> I wish that's what it was. Jesus. Dude. I was a, a wreck. A wreck. And so, somehow managed to get through it, probably cheated some reps, and then went out and did the basketball. On-court stuff was fine. But then I got home. And Jason was there, and I, I had my backpack on. Never forget it. It was, you know, he had the straps, and, and I had it. And I walked up to the bed, man, and just lay. I didn't lay. I dropped down to the bed, face first, and took a nap until it was time to go to my my team practice. Yeah. And he came in. I think he was so confused. I was like, "Yo, you good? What happened? You, did you get hurt, dude? I was not doing well. Yeah. And and I really questioned myself. I don't think this is for me. Yeah. Based on day one, I don't think that this this overseas life is for me. The push-ups got you. Dude. <laughs> yeah. and the, I think it was the assisted pull-ups. I mean, that's crazy. That's all bull, those are all bullshit things. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. My body was just so in such shock. Yeah. And I, I think for Jason, it was this thing of, because I know he had a conversation with the coach after this. Yeah, coach pulled me aside, and he was like, yo, I don't think your brother is cut out for this. You know, like, he could barely get through the workout today. Like, the on-court stuff, like, he's good at basketball, but, like, he's not – he can't be like our 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 go to our go to guy, you know. Like as an American in that lower league, like you need to be the guy. You need to play thirty five minutes. You need to be able to score thirty points. Yeah. You need to be like that guy. Yeah. And he was just like, I don't think your brother is cut out for this. So it's I. So like, what were you doing before that? Like nothing. I mean, dude, like, we what? have like little. Okay, I, I I know before I said I did nothing in college. No, we no, have, I, I know you have like there's they, you have a coach to take you through the programs. I go, but this bullshit. It's BS. Yeah. Every <laughs> level, every level other than the top, like. It's getting better. Sure. Like this sure. is like what year is this? This is 2012. My yeah. my first year. It's way different now. Yeah. But even that, like I've had Tyler Owens on here, mm-hmm. who was at Bama, who now okay. is at, at U of A, and yes. he's like, we're just like in that. In it's Bama, mm-hmm. obviously yeah, he's yeah. at Bama for a fucking decade. Come on. He's like, we're getting better at nutrition by the time he left, and then yes. coming to U of A. There's a program, but this is football too. So right. this is like their bread and butter. For sure. They're just starting to like really have a nutrition emphasis today. Mm-hmm. So for people listening, this is, and I know it sounds crazy, 10 years ago, yeah. it's like 100 years ago yes. in like the real world. Yes. Yeah. It really is. I agree with that. 100%. So yeah. like what were you doing? Like and this is like after summer? This is, yeah, right after right after summer. So like what did you do August. all summer? Like you didn't do anything? Hooped. I was hooped. Just I would just I would play just playing. We were just playing. We were just hooping. I wasn't getting like, never like ex- my body ready to because yeah. I, I almost thought it was gonna be similar to the guys I was playing with in college. You know, I'm like, it, it's not gonna be much different. I know I'm going overseas and blah blah blah, but I didn't see it as I need to my body needs to be strong. Yeah, because you're you playing against a thirty year old dude. Yeah. Right. And then when I first got <laughs> my first like game, man strength. Dude, legit. I was like, oh, these guys are pushing me around. Yeah. I don't have that. And I still had the college body. I had Kevin Durant body, right? But also weak. I yeah. was weak. I wasn't durable. I wasn't stable, nothing. 
And so that's when I knew, man, something had to change or I'm out. Yeah. Because they will say, all right, time to go. Yeah. You're out. Bring in a new American. You know, like they don't, they don't have time to be playing For sure. Around. So I was like, all right, listen, like we got a strength coach in the city, the guy who trains like the, the first league team. I yeah. was like, you're just going to go to him and you're just going to work out. Like you just need to get stronger. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'll never forget. I took a picture of him on January 5th. So this, so this oh, is yeah. like September-ish that he's like on his last leg and struggling. I was like get in there every day and work out with this guy. He was like a CrossFit kind of yeah. like his theory was more like CrossFit stuff, yeah. which is not probably the best for basketball, but he had like a bodybuilding background yeah. and like could I was like he can get you stronger. Sure. So I was like go there and just work out with this guy and they yeah, clicked like you would not believe. And yeah. that was I was in there every day, man. I was in it once because and for me it was once I started to do these these strength building, right, this resistance training, and I, st I started to see a little bit of change in my body, both on and off the court, it wasn't even that. It was more so the the teammates, like Jason's teammates, like a lot of these Division One guys always looked up to like, man, these dudes play Division One, that's dope. And once they started seeing like, yo, little Boone is kind of, he's a little he's no a more. Little like no he's more. starting to kind of put on a little bit of size. And that's when I was like, word? You see, you see something different, and that's it. That's all I needed, and I never looked back. Yeah. Because, like, when you're playing, like, even, like, in the summertime, like, you yeah. don't ever play against grown dudes? Like, we would, like, I remember playing, yeah. like, as, like, I'm, you know, sure. even an idiot kid, like, 17, 18, 19, mm -hmm. even in college, and you go back in the summer, and, like, we just had a good run. Where yeah. It's like you get a guy who's, you know, like, I'm trying to think, like, when, when am I the best I ever was? Like, uh -huh. maybe a year removed from college or okay. two or two years even. Yep. Like, just because, like, you're still playing all the time. You don't have to go to class. Like, yes. I didn't really have a job. Yep. So it was fucking amazing, <laughs> right? But I remember playing against dudes if I'm, like, 20. And yep. I'm, like, you know, you're probably close to prime, at yep. least for, you know, if you play in college, that's for you're sure. getting close. Yeah, no doubt. And, but these dudes were just, like, 30 pounds heavier. And, like, you know, you're quicker, mm -hmm. but they just put a little hand that's on you. It. And now I'm two feet this way yes. but i need to be here yes and i just remember like fuck dude like i can't and then if it's like post-up shit i'm like forget it yeah. <laughs> dude <laughs> murdered and i'm like they're just so much bigger yeah. yeah and i'm like i always thought of that i'm like okay so if i'm gonna do this like i need to like at least not be a complete pussy yeah yeah, yeah. but you're just like fuck, right. fuck it dude yeah and i was playing with guys who were also home from college right so my boy who is the head coach of our now or is now the head coach of our high school team, he always had the key, right? Shout out to Joe Mackey. He always had the key. So him, his brother, his brother, and then we always had some other, like, college guys that would come through. We were playing in that. I wasn't getting in any kind of, like, pro-AMs or anything like any leagues like that. So my, like, who I was playing against was guys who similar you know, similar yeah. right because i think for young kids if you listen like if you can play like we would play like in a men's summer league like there's a prime time leagues and stuff but like even high school mm -hmm. when i'm at the end it's like these are men yep. yeah like you're my assistant high school coach who's 33 mm -hmm. which even today like i could still like play and move around like sure. but i'm so i'm so much smarter mm -hmm. i guess what i'm getting at like yeah. i can't I can get to the same spots. The, the percentages of the shots just don't, you know, how it's like, because we all still think we can do it. Uh -huh. So I'm like, okay, two dribble pull up. And I'm like, and no, and no. Yeah. But like now it's like, well, I'll set a back screen. I'll roll over here. I'll pass it three times before. Mm -hmm. And so you start to see that and just how much smarter they are, but just fucking bigger. Yeah. yeah. And they can do things without moving as quickly yep. in space. Yep. And so you do learn that. So if you're a young kid listening, like if you can play against older dudes, yes. you're way more athletic than them, 100%. And skill-wise, you're probably better because you're peaking now. I go, but you get a group of 20-year-old dudes who are just – and I'm not talking like the 
freak freaks, like just good college kids who are 20 and decent dudes who are in their 30s, yeah. those games aren't that far apart, mm-hmm. dude. Because these guys are going to pass around four times. These guys are not. Yep. Yes. This is all athleticism. Let uh-huh. me just try to work you, and well, we'll just take 38 seconds before we fucking shoot <laughs> yeah. it and wear you guys down. But if you don't know <laughs> that, you thing. don't know that. Of course. Of course. So if you could go back, like, and do something different, like, high school-wise, mm-hmm. would it be, hey, I would probably eat a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I would, like, really make training an emphasis. Like, what yeah. if you knew at least – at least half of what you knew now. For me, it would definitely be, I would want to have a coach that, or like, like, a, like a strength coach, a training coach, someone that was basically showing me the things to do off the court so that I could be better on it. Right? That would be 100%. I, like I would have to invest more in my body, for sure, because I think that was my biggest struggle. I mean, most of my life it was, you know, real thin, you, you know, skinny, blah, blah, blah. Like, I've heard it all. And that being on the court, that didn't really lend itself to me. So I think if I had someone training me up in that way. And then pairing the nutrition, man. Drinking more water. Like, little things that are really the biggest, I think, would be my, my go-to, for sure. Yeah, nutrition for me would 100%. Be oh, dude. I, yeah. I, like, I, I was always bigger and stronger than people. Um, was always athletic. Could, could no doubt. Uh, not my conditioning probably wasn't as good. You know, I was always coming in last in the in the sprints, but yeah. you know, I still dunk on people. So I'm like, right. don't put me on the bench. Like I had like that like <laughs> blind confidence back in high school. Yeah. But um, yeah, the the nutrition piece for me for sure would have been what I would have focused on. Cause because once I got to the point in my in my career where I changed that like overnight, I was like, yo, mm. I'm gonna start eating healthier mm. to have this little like leg up on the competition as I started getting a little bit older. Mm. It immediately changed how I felt and how I performed. And I'm like, yo, why mm. did it take me eight years into my professional career to like really dedicate myself to like eating better. Yeah. It's crazy because I'm like, obviously there's a more education around it now, but still not nearly enough. Mm -hmm. Cause even look at like what NBA guys eat. A lot of times it's still, still trash. Who is it? Uh, I forget. D D Rose. No, somebody. Mar Odom. Who's the candy? candy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, uh, DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf, that's it, yeah. Dude, oh he, my, Yeah, but you crazy. can't put him in the same conversation as anybody else. Like, that guy is... He's a freak, bro. He's a freak, show. He's the LeBron. He's the LeBron. He was not going to work at Wells Fargo. Definitely not. No matter no what. Yeah. No way. But I wonder, too, like, how much of that, like, I'm sure he eats a shit ton for, like, in terms of real food. And he's training sure. so much. Where Again, he's in his 20s. Right. That's different, too. But a lot of those oh, guys, yeah, yeah they don't eat. They're young. They're kids. Yeah. I forget that. Oh, dude. I have like the fat people in my office like tell me like oh hey look I saw this I saw this post on Instagram like DJ Metcalf eats all his candy so I can eat all his candy I'm like yo you're not DJ you're, Metcalf he's like, probably <laughs> I'm, someone can Google it he's probably 24 um, I would imagine he can't be more than 25 years old yeah, now. Yeah, he's a sure. kid he's a kid he's a freak chef oh, forget that he's running like he's like he'd be like the slowest Olympic qualifier oh, okay <laughs> yeah so you're like the 10th fastest guy on fucking earth like and you're 250 pounds yeah. like. No, dude, you can't do what he does yeah, in sure. any facet. No. But I do think, yeah, if I would have ate better, yeah. it would have saved me a lot of heartache and stuff. But you just would have recovered better. Mm-hmm, for sure. You would have been stronger. Yes. But, you, again, you don't – hopefully people – it's getting better. Mm-hmm. But that's – a lot of kids just struggle to yeah. do that. What about sure. you? Now, looking back, like, oh, dude, where if, you're at now. Is it the nutrition piece? Is it the uh, – Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have drank so much booze either. Yeah, uh, also would have probably helped. Doing doing drugs and drinking booze probably wasn't the best thing in the world. Uh, yeah, it really well. It's like you do it, but like the, my mentality was completely different. Like in this all or nothing for me. So mm-hmm. like, okay, if I'm gonna. 
play basketball, like I'm just going to shoot all day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just shoot until I get so good, like this is just the thing I do. Or if it's, I'm going to drink beer. Well, I'm going to drink 20 fucking beers, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the best at this. Uh, and I kind of deal with everything. And it's like, you. that's how you learn, though. Like we, I remember like one time, like there was like, how do I say this? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're drinking booze like in my dorm room. I lived in the dorm for two years. And yeah. then we lived on the basketball halls after that. Yeah. And I remember they came into my room and there was like seven people in there, like 400 fucking beer cans. So like, whose are these? I'm like, they're mine. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to snitch on these guys. And I remember going to this like bullshit, like alcohol class mm-hmm. because of it. Mm-hmm. And the lady's like, you know, who here drinks to get drunk? And I'm like, why the fuck else would we even drink at all? <laughs> you know, and I'm fucking yeah, 20 years yeah, old, like yeah. dumbass. But that was kind of the mentality. Yeah. If I could go back and be like, hey, man, you can do some of that. Because I don't – it is important. In, I made a lot of deal, a lot of stupid things too. For sure. But some of that you have to do. Yeah. You create relationships that way. I understand it from that standpoint. But it's so excessive. Yeah. And if I could have not done that and like ate better – and I've told her before, like I probably didn't eat a vegetable, dude, for like two years at least. Because yeah. I'm trying to think like where would I have ate them? Yeah. Right. When I'm not on campus anymore, so I'm, I'm, we're living with four other dudes. We're eating fucking pizza. Yep. We had a, you know, one of those pizza makers yeah. that just like spins and heats on the top. Yeah, so you had could, that. Yeah, so you could put. Well, <laughs> it wasn't mine. Like our oh, roommate, okay. Okay, yeah. super fancy. Right. Uh, probably cost thirty bucks. Right. But it was like you could put like fucking chicken nuggets on there. You could put fish sticks <laughs> on there. Like this is the shit we're eating, dude. Yo. And I'm drinking like real Mountain Dew. <laughs> Or yeah. we had a keg fridge, and it was Budweiser, mm-hmm. so just diesel. Oh, and that's all my roommate heavies, would buy. Heavies, baby, heavies. And I'm like, just – I don't remember, like, we had – my first year, we lived with um, me and a roommate and then two girls from the women's basketball team. Yeah. And our house – my dad always says the story. He's like, dude, when you moved into that place, it was so fucking clean. And he came, like, the last day of school to pick me up. He's like, yeah. that place was a fucking shithole, dude, when yeah. we left. <laughs> the dirtiest piece of shit because the girls moved out and two dudes moved in. Yeah. But I remember Crystal's in, um, like, nursing school mm-hmm. and brings home, like, this cake, mm-hmm. like a big sheet cake, like a normal. And I probably ate that for three days. Like that that and maybe ramen yeah. in, in Mountain Dew was probably what I ate for, like, three days. And I'm just thinking of, like, normal days yeah. of life. Right. There's no – it wasn't until probably, like, deep into like i'm a junior i'm like what are macros Mm -hmm. Mm because my roommates are taking like kines and like these wellness classes and so i start to but nobody told me right not a fucking thing and i'm not like a complete moron so it's like you'd think i would have known some of that but you don't Mm -hmm. like and then because i got into the mode of like well i want to be bigger yeah like because okay basketball will eventually be done i don't want to look like a bag of shit anymore and so vanity kind of drove it yeah but i still i'm still eating but i don't know what to eat Mm. So if I knew that, mm-hmm. I think that would have changed like a lot of things. For sure. I think sure. most people are there. Yeah. And, and the wildest thing there is is eating that way, drinking that way, and still performing the way you needed to. Still waking up and oh, being able to just coast. It's unbelievable. And as we get older, we age, those things, like you mentioned in the beginning, you'd be out for a week, yeah. you know, if not more. <laughs> well, your mentality too, like, and maybe your guys' was different. Like, sure. I was such a fuck face. Mm-hmm. Like... Even in college, like, I remember we did practice at, like, depends on the day. Sometimes yeah. practice would be, like, 3 o'clock or something yeah. or 2 o'clock. And I'd be asleep yeah. up until five <laughs> minutes before, dude. And I'm walking in there with, like, lines on my face because I took a four-hour nap or whatever. And I'm, like, and I'll admit this. I was, like, pissed off. Yeah. Like, I had to wake up mm. and go to practice. Mm. Like, what a piece of shit. I, I mean, even, <laughs> like, I say it now and it disgusts me because I'm, like, what are you doing, bro? You're here for free. Yep. You're playing basketball, which is the only thing like you like to do and are good at other than like 
hook up with chicks and play video games. No this is it. And I'm like, you're like irritated. You had to wake up and come here. Yeah. And I probably didn't eat anything the whole day. And like just went in and like, oh, did really well. And yeah, then yep. eat some chicken nuggets uh-huh. and french fries for dinner. That's it. That's bad, dude. It is. It's wild. I wish it's I could wild. have this brain like back then. Yeah. It'd be way different. Yeah. Love so, that. like, when you guys go overseas, like, what's the what's the obviously the pay structure changes as you go, mm-hmm. but what is the lifestyle like, like a normal, yeah. like a normal kind of day to day? So when I when I started out, um, my in the fourth league, <clears throat> it was a little different, right? Again, I was the pro on the team. Uh, the other guys had jobs, so I was taking a, I took a German like speaking class to learn German out there. That's cool. Uh, which was a pretty like mm-hmm. a pretty cool thing to be able to do, and that really helped. I think down the line, having played in Germany for eight years and being able to speak the language and yeah. do interviews and things like that in German, that definitely helped me mm-hmm. kind of like cement myself within that that culture. Uh, but typically in that league, it was you know you you wake up, you go to individual practice in the morning, maybe a lift, come back, eat lunch, chill for a little bit, go to practice at night. When you get to the first league, though, now it's your full time job. So again, still kind of you know weight room something in the morning first practice during the day, have some time in the afternoon to kind of do whatever you need to do. But normally most people just come home, take naps, play video games, chill mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. and then night with another practice. Yeah. Um, one game a week typically in the domestic league, but we were able to qualify for the European challenges. So we ended up playing internationally. So we would play like our domestic game on the weekend. During the week we drove fly to Italy, to France, to Turkey, and play a, a different game during the week and then come back. That's cool, though. So that was a ton of fun. I did that for probably six of my 12 years out there. Uh, and that was that made the season, like, fly by. You know, you were clicking on all cylinders when you were playing well in one league. Like, usually we're just, like, going back and forth. And it was nice to play multiple games per week. Uh, but typically, yeah, most most domestic leagues, you're in there one game a week, typically on the weekends. Um, you have your one day off a week, which is typically, like, a you practice Wednesday morning, then you practice again Thursday night. So like that's like your day off, um, but yeah, most uh, most coaches would have you in there twice a day, sometimes once a day the day before the game, but play once a week, get one day off, and you're back. And like, how many games like in a season typically? So Germany, I would say probably thirty-four. There was eighteen teams in the league, so you'd play yeah. the seventeen teams home and away. Yeah. Um, and then when you played in the international competition, you'd play another like sixteen to twenty. 25 games and then playoffs. So I think the most games I ever played in the season was like 60, 55, something like it's that. It's a ton, man. It's a lot. Yeah. I, that's what the NBA always baffles me. Like when people watch it, like how they do it, dude. Yeah. The travel and the recovery. I just don't know how, how they're able to do that. Yeah. Like again, and now like dudes like fake take nights off and shit, which I'm like, I'm not going to judge. Like I, there's no way I could. That's like, and I use LeBron, like I'm not the biggest, I'm not like a LeBron, like mm-hmm. stand here, but mm-hmm. he's old yeah. and he's You're fucking 20. doing this, bro. Like, Vince Carter was 40-some years old. Like, still being Vince Carter, yeah. kind of. Yeah. That's older than me. Scary. How the fuck are you playing in the NBA, dude? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 80 yeah. games, yeah. and then you're going to practice and traveling. Yeah. Like, in college, you play, like, 30-ish. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Dude, my legs were shit at the end. Like, mm. I would be, like, basketball, like, a week or two weeks after the season. Yeah. Dude. Just piping it. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I have new, a new pair of legs, yeah, dude. Yeah. It's like something happened to me because they were just dead. I was doing shit that I could never do, yeah. like in a game. And I'm like, where was this body? Unbelievable. And these guys are doing two, three times that if you're playing playoffs and everything else. Yeah, for sure. Yep. How much of, of the 
the, the fact that they have the best like personal trainers and like the recovery pieces how much of that do you think plays into obviously their ability to be able to travel fly a certain distance if they take advantage of it i think if they take advantage yeah well into their like your travel to their travel way way different right. true um even like you take the top like division one kids at like the power five schools like when uh i think zach was here he played ohio state mm -hmm. like their stuff is so different when you're like the dudes there sure compared to if you're like in high school oh let's get on the bus today let's mm -hmm. go do here but now these guys have act they have a team doctor yep. they have nutritionists they have multiple ats like so many on staff and so if they're doing what they're supposed to do yeah, yeah. it extends the career for sure yeah. for sure yeah and then like the taking like and i'm not knocking it like they'll just take days off for no reason right where if you look at, like, the 90s, like, where I grew up, like, Jordan's just going to play, bro. Like, he's going to go smoke cigars till 3 a.m. and drink whiskeys and gamble and come drop fucking 50 on you. Yeah. Easy. Easy. And you know. talk shit while doing it. Yeah. Oh, my God. But a lot of those dudes, like, yeah. they would stay up playing cards and doing whatever, and they didn't have the recovery tools. They didn't. And I think their careers would have been longer, yeah. probably, if they could have. Yep. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, either way, like, it's still insanely impressive, the durability. Yeah. For these dudes. Do you think it continues to just, like, go at that trajectory? Like, do you think there are guys that could play 25, 30 years <laughs> I mean, at some point? Like, do you yeah. think it will get to that point where it's, like... If they are willing to, like, reduce the role, mm -hmm. they could be, like, in the 40s. Like, it just depends, like, on your game, right? Like, when you watch, sure. like, Steph, he'll be able to shoot till he's 100. Right. But he's so, like, crafty, bro, yeah, and dude. shifty. That's going to go away. Right. It is. Like, so if he's willing to just, like, sit in the corner, like, who's the D3 kid? Um... Duncan Robinson. Duncan yeah, Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He could like be better than him sure. like all the time. And I'm not knocking that guy, yeah. but like he just can't guard anybody. Right. And like he, D3 wait, players ain't shit is what you're saying. Well, no, no, he's great. <laughs> he's great, but like who who's he fucking guarding? Right. Like he's guarding Donovan Mitchell like oh, okay. like no. Nice try. But he can sit there and get buckets mm -hmm. forever. No doubt. Like Ray Allen. Like I think people forget like Ray Allen like used to just cram on people he dude. did Milwaukee Bucks right yes yo. dude Seattle Seahawks ran like yo crushing people he's dunking on everybody yes like he's a legit score he's an all-star yeah. he does everything and then you remember him as just like basically one of the greatest shooters mm -hmm. of all time mm -hmm. but he was willing to like hey I'm gonna play for the Celtics and he was still a little bit then but on the yeah. heat and stuff like yeah. let me just put me in the corner dude yeah. Yeah. I'll get you 15 tonight that's it like I only need like six shots yeah. like Steph could do that for a long time I just don't know how like, in LeBron, too, like, yeah. is LeBron going to be okay with being a dude who averages, like, 10 points a game? Right. right. It, it gets to a point where it's like, is this really what I want to – is this how I want to finish up? Right. Right? Well, ego, right? Like, because you Legacy. remember, like, yeah. where young kids kind of think of, like, oh, Jordan on the Wizards. I'm like, no, nah, bro. <laughs> like, you don't mm -mm. know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is a – and I think, like, the longer some of these guys hang on, like, yeah. that's their – For sure. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that they can play till even 40, dude. Because think about it. Can you imagine playing today? 60 games? Uh -uh. Dude. I'm, th I'm 37. Yeah. And it's like, nah. Yeah. I can't. Uh, I work out here, and I'm like, I'm fucking sore. Right. <laughs> right. I don't do right. anything. <laughs> like, what's going like, on? Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's Like, real. well, shit, we play like once a year, and like, I can't walk for mm -hmm. three days. Now mm -hmm. it's on concrete, and it's different, and I'm not playing all the time. But still, like, I just think the the risk of injury, whether it's like you, yeah. not just sprained ankles, but like you tear a calf, you tear a hamstring, not even the extreme, like, Quad tendon, oh, yes. ACL, yeah. Achilles, stuff yeah. like that. Oh gosh! Like, no. and the recovery time, the time coming back would be Way your body is. Yeah. No, I'm good. That's tough. Yeah. Well, it's like you look at uh, like Clay Thompson. 
the fact that like he tore his ACL and his Achilles back to back and like didn't play for like eight hundred days. Yeah. And the fact that he and he's still fucking awesome. Yeah. The great. fact that he can be like close to what he was. Yeah. Like that's it's impressive, dude. The nod to what, what they got it's going a, on out there for sure. That's different. No question. Yeah. No question. So if you thought about like the best like what's the best part about playing overseas and like mm-hmm. the worst? Hmm. The best part for sure on my end was I mean you get I, to see like some of the coolest places obviously. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, being over there, you know, living abroad. But then for me, it was just being overseas with my brother, for sure. You know, like that, especially because that is where Jason and I really started to, our bond began to grow, right, overseas. And we, I mean, obviously brothers and growing up together and we got each other's back and blah, blah, blah. But it's not, we didn't have that strong connection and that strong bond until my first year over there yep. because we're a couple grades, five grades apart. Yep. And, you know, we, we weren't into the same things growing up. I was in middle school and you were finishing up high school yeah. and it, we, it was different age level and different interests. And so when we were both overseas, it's like, all right, now we're starting to, you're going to practice. Guess what? I'm going to practice too. Yeah. Right. You going out tonight. I'm going out too. Right. You, you we, we, you go in there, like, and so we started to spend more time together. We started to learn each other more. We started to, you know, figure out, you know, why we were there, and it, it was just great. It was just great. So that is definitely the biggest thing for me. I think the toughest part for me was was getting out of those lower leagues. I got there, and I felt like making that jump to either, you know, uh, just any higher league was so challenging it was your name meant a lot where you played meant a lot and Malcolm Boone who who knows who that is where'd he play Keystone College I don't know where that is right but if you have a guy who played at wherever a a high division two low division one high division one whatever it is and he's playing in your league it's like okay yeah that sounds familiar where'd he play okay division one great let's let's talk but it's just it it was a grind man it was a grind it was politics it was a lot of politics a lot of politics Um, yeah which is one of the yeah one of the worst parts about it. I think sure. uh, we had to we had to be so much better than our competition just because we didn't yeah. have the name coming in. Right. Um, but definitely the best part, like Malcolm said, was like having a chance to experience that together. Yeah. I think living that like fantasy professional athlete like life. You know, you get some of the perks of like being a, a celebrity without having to actually deal right. with all the stuff of being a celebrity. You know, right. like you could walk into a restaurant and be like. Yeah, I'm on the team, you know, and they know who you are, and you you know get the table, you get meal comps, you know, sign autographs and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. you didn't have to deal with like you had a bad game, maybe 20 people after the game would tweet you like you suck. Well, mm-hmm. But like I, I think of like the NBA players that I've you know got a chance to meet with and like hear stories about, and I'm like I didn't have to deal with it at that level, yeah. But I still had like some of the benefits of being a, a pro athlete, mm-hmm. so that was cool. Um, worst part was definitely like missing like moments back in America. So mm-hmm. you're out there for 10 months. Um, and there were things that happened, buddies getting married, people, mm. you know, um, holidays, yeah, holidays, things like that, that you like couldn't get home for. That was always, that was always the toughest part. Yeah. That would be, well, I mean like Monica Curtis, the same thing. Like yep. he'd be over there like on a billboard, like in fucking shout out to Curtis. I played against Curtis in Poland. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I shorted the video today. She's like, I think I'm probably at this game. Cause like she would go 
for these spurts and like take your kids there. And I'm yeah. like, what a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Poland was like, rough. Poland was, yeah, I don't dude. know how I did it for that long. I'm like, yeah. Poland was, like she, coming from Germany. I'm like, uh. yeah, because she would like, they've been like everywhere because he did, he played forever too. Yeah. yeah. And so like Croatia, different places, she's like, yeah, that's super cool. And she always says like she's been to, I think like Asia, they played for one year. We've had friends do shit in like Saudi Arabia, like you mm. name it. Like it's a different, you, you get some of the same benefits except like if you ever watched like last dance right yeah like this is before social media jordan's trapped in a hotel room bro like he can't go anywhere this is without phones yes like imagine like the prison like and i look at that i'm like damn dude like that would suck Mm -hmm. something awful and i always go to like college kids because like if you're a pro dude you're getting paid like fuck it deal with it which would still suck Mm -hmm. but (laughs) like if you're watching like lsu play alabama and the kicker like shanks it Mm -hmm. this is a kid who lives in the dorms, bro, or he lives in a house. He's not, he's already the kicker. So the zone teammates really don't <laughs> fucking like him. Yep. I go, now a million people are just going to murder this kid's Instagram or his Twitter or whatever. Yep. And I feel bad for them because I'm like, they're on this pro stage, but they don't have the same insulation mm-hmm. and they don't have any money. Yep. Like that would be, it's that's tough. Be tough. That'd that's be tough. tough. That's another, lo- and that, and that's like that's a mental health piece, man. You know, like that's something that <clears throat> th- that's why it's so important to talk about because what what is that kid going to do? Yeah. That kid is he's crushed. He's crushed, yeah. dude. Yeah, he's you got to be a different, and because they're young too. Like you're yes, you're twenty. Yeah, you just missed this field goal. Now we lost the SEC championship or whatever, and mm-hmm. it's like everybody hates you, dude. Mm-hmm. Like they remember you. Well, you hear the stories, like even the pros. Like yeah. what is the uh, uh, Bill Buckner, where the ball goes mm-hmm. between his legs. Mm-hmm. I think he, again, people remember, like, he was an all-star, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, he was an all-star Major League Baseball player, but that's all you remember. Yep. I think he had to move to, like, Montana or something. Because, like, people would just, like, kept roasting him forever. So, he's like, I just need to get away from everything. And, again, that's just people being fuck faces, mm-hmm. acting like they could go they could right, do it right. kick that's a field goal, too. And it's like, no, <laughs> bro, like, there's levels yep. to that, too. Absolutely. So do you have like a favorite memory, like uh, playing in general? Is it maybe pro, college, high school? For me, at, at the pro level, uh, we won a championship in 2010, uh, Euro, the Euro Challenge Championship. Um, team I was on in Germany, and we beat this Russian team for the title, and that was like the highest point, I think, uh, for me personally. Uh, a lot of grinding went into that season. That was a team that I was not expected to, to do anything uh, and ended up just coming out the gates. We were like an undersized team, so we would trap every ball screen or switch like one through five. So I was out there guarding point guards. We would, you know, just like put the full court press on people for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And we kind of like – the refs kind of got behind us and we we went on a run that was like incredible. So that team, we just had like a 10-year yeah. anniversary uh, of that team during the, during quarantine. And uh, we all kind of got on like a Zoom call and talked about it and chopped it up. And oh, that's tight. That was, uh, that was pretty fun. That yeah, was definitely the, the one I look back on like, damn, this this thing was special. Yeah, that was that was a solid team. And I used to watch those highlights all the time in college, and I was like, dang, man, these guys are good. But for me, it would definitely be – it was – we were playing on the road. I don't think it was a playoff game. I think it just might have, might have been a regular season game, season game in high school. And it was my, I be- believe it was my senior year. And Jason got a chance. You you were home. Yeah, I was home. You were college. home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, college. Oh, no, I, no I, was, I was home from, I think I was home from Europe. You were. Was yeah. that the year you, you came mm-hmm. home surprised, like yep. dad and all that? Okay, yep. right. Yep. So, yeah, man, we were playing in a town called Washingtonville. Probably, I don't know, 30 minutes down the road from where we live. 
and usually we, we had a point guard so sometimes you know they, they put the put the press on him they trap him a little bit and so a couple of turnovers here and there or whatever and also just to give him a break sometimes it's actually the guy who I talked to you who's the head coach now of, of our old high school of our high school and I remember they give me the ball so sometimes I, I would bring the ball up and sure enough this play they were like Malcolm you bring it up you know I was 6'4 with a handle and so I'd bring it up, bring it up, and then it's this this guy, their, their center, he was, I believe, 6'8", big dude. Got to the top of the key, and I just, I, I zoned out, man. I had, it was, it was, I just called the isolation, Jason's in the stands, full packed house. Yeah. Get to the top of the key, three-point line, I give him a quick right to left, boom. And as I hit him, and mind you, this is the time when, like, and one, like, yeah. all these things are happening. Full mixtape tour. Oh, you yeah. full. <laughs> If you, you know, cross somebody, it's a big deal. Yeah. But he, I cross him. I go right to left. Don't just cross him. He stumbles back and falls on his behind. And so now I got a clear lane, just me in the rim. And, dude, I take one step and just take off and throw this thing down. Their, their crowd, the awake, our awake, awake crowd, goes nuts. So now they're all clowning him, their own, yeah, <laughs> their own player. It's high school, you know? It's high school, right? They're killing <laughs> But even bigger than that, <clears throat> Jason's in the stands, and he – we have it on video. He stands up. My dad kind of is sitting down thinking he might have stood up too. But Jason pushes my dad to the side, runs through everyone in the stands, and then runs out of the gym. Screaming. Like <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> refs are trying to blow the whistle, like trying to yeah. get him, you know, and everything. It was, one of those th- it was one of those things where it was like, I was the most proud of you in Power that moment. Proud for big like, bro moment. Not just the in and out cross that right. like put him down. Right. The fact that you just like decided to he- head down, get to the basket and dunk it. Right. I just like, I zoned out. So I just, I stood up, screamed, <laughs> jumped, almost killed myself in the stands, threw everybody out the way. I gotta find that. Ran down mm-hmm. and then just took out, the, took off out the gym. I, was yes. like, I don't need to see anything else. I was good. I'm done. And we won on the road, so that was good. Yeah, that was good. I mean, that's like the moments where I tell people, I'm like, you'll never get that back in your normal life. Dude, like there's, special. There's no juice of – I mean, the coolest thing you could do, like, oh, we start a business mm-hmm. or we close the deal or yeah. like – nah, dude. Mm-hmm. Like there's no highs and lows in a 40-minute window yeah. that exists in your normal life. Mm-hmm. And you'll ne- – like you'll work out and like, oh, it's a great workout. Right. Dude, I couldn't, done. I couldn't fucking tell you the last 50 workouts I had that were great. Like, I don't give a shit. But you remember if you, like, smoke somebody, mm-hmm. like, you instantly. Do. Yeah. You do. That stays with you forever. In front of a lot of other people. Yeah. That's like, ooh, man. And the energy, too, like, of some of those, like, even, like, some of the high school the stuff shift. where it's like, yeah, they care about it. Yeah, they do. And they kids do. are fucking ruthless, Savages, too, Which is crazy. Savages. It was great. Uh, okay. So, I'll ask this, too, real quick. Um, <clears throat> is there, like, a best... Like guy you played against so you can remember, like in anybody that who sticks out. Like yeah, this is the dude. Yeah. Kenneth Fareed. He I played against him in AAU, and he was. That is a moment, Jay, when I knew this guy. I knew that's when I knew. Okay, there's levels to this, because the way that he rebounded, the way he jumped, the way he dunked on everyone on our team, the way he got up and down the court. I was like, I, I can't keep up with this guy. And this is AAU, so I'm not even in college yet. Obviously, still got the 170 soaking wet body. I'm like, and I got to guard this guy? And he was talking shit. He was like, I'll never forget, bro. He, he caught the ball right in the middle of the paint. And he pumped, like, when he caught it, he slammed it. You know what that's like. He fakes to the right. I go to the right. 
and he jumps and he I'm looking up at this guy. He's where the he's where the, the, the ceiling is, the lights are right <laughs> yeah. now. And he's hook shotting this. And the way it just fell through, and he was like, Yeah, you scared. I said, Fuck, I might be. I don't know. <laughs> like, like, dude, this that's when I knew, okay, this is a different beast. I mean, he ended up on the Nuggets, you know, he was killing in the league for a long time. Yeah. He, no question. Yeah, dude. Oh man, I I, I played against some I played against so many good guys. Um, I think the the guy who I had the toughest time with was actually a guy who was my teammate. Um, mm. This guy John Brockman, who played in the NBA for a little bit, but mm. this dude had a motor that I just like would not stop. And he was the same. He was like probably six seven, white guy, just yeah. was like strong, and just like you, you couldn't move him. Yeah, and he just he his motor just never stopped. And he was a guy who. Had, that was a season that I thought we could have won the championship in Germany uh, again because we were both kind of playing like 20 minutes a game. Um, I ended up tearing my calf that season, and he had to kind of like wear a lot of the end of the, like the last like two months of the season. He had to kind of like up yeah. how much he was playing. And sure. then when I got back for the playoffs, I wasn't like 100%. He was kind of worn down, and we ended up losing the semifinals. But John Brockman was definitely one of those guys mm. that was like mm. – I got better every day playing against him. Um, in terms of like big names, you know, I played against like um, – Daniel Tice, who's on the – yep. I don't know what team he's on now. Is he on the Celtics? Tice is on the Celtics. On the Celtics. Yep. I think he's got traded. Yeah. Um, Schroeder. Royce O'Neal, uh, who yeah. just got traded to Brooklyn, who was on the Jazz. Like, all these guys were, like, in Europe with me. And you could just tell, like, they should be playing at a higher level. Like, like again, it was levels to the stuff. And you just knew that, like, they were going to – if they got a shot, like, they were going to play Maxie. in the league. Maxi Claver for mm-hmm. sure. He, he was always, like, a stud. So, those kind of guys, like – that I was in – because it was never like a just one game and I played against this guy and he just like blew me away. It was always mm-hmm. like the guys who I played with and got a chance mm-hmm. to see their work ethic and like yeah. how good they actually were. Yeah, yeah. there's levels mm-hmm. to there's how levels, good – Like so like when I'm doing like my GA, like our assistant, uh, Matt, like he's from Mitchell, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Mike Miller is yep. from Mitchell, South Dakota. Yep. And you just like see these dudes on TV and then you see them like in a gym – and you're like, okay, this dude is like six nine, yeah. And he can shoot from like thirty feet away, effortless. And if you're playing in a pickup game and he decides to like one two dribble swing through and dunk it, he can do it every fucking time. And I'm like, I don't know if he beats me a hundred to zero, make it take it. <laughs> but if he really tries, I'm like, I don't know <laughs> if I can get a stop, bro. Because I'm like, and I'm not talking like just backing me down. Sure, he doesn't fucking miss, dude. He was the NBA Rookie of the Year. I'm like, mm. what can I – it's like I tell people, they're like, what is it like? I'm like, well, it's like if a third grader was to, like, guard me, I guess, yeah, because they sure. just don't really bother anything yeah. I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, even if they're, like, a really good third grader, sure. it just really doesn't fucking matter. Right. Yeah, I can Cause do you anything can just, I want. Yeah, you can bully them sure. if you want to, but the skill level. And you're like, okay, yeah, you can really shoot, dude. Yeah. Like, this is a different thing. Yeah. And I'm like, that's where you start to see, like, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's a guy – what he averaged in the NBA? Like, 13 points a game. Played forever. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, Legit. when you watch him, you're not like, oh, he's the most athletic dude I've ever seen in the no. league. But when he comes, and we, like for us, like yeah. people listening, I'm a white dude, obviously. <laughs> so like with the guys we would talk shit about in the NBA yeah. are all the guys we would be. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> oh, fucking Tyler Hansborough. Yeah. And then you're like, <laughs> but then you see him and you're like, he would come to your lifetime league and score a hundred fucking yes. points. Yes. And Light you couldn't you do anything to mm-hmm. him. Uh, I think there's I mean it's the truth though we would like talk she's like gotta hate him and you're like dude like we good, guys we, guys like we are him yeah like, right this is who the fuck we would be uh, <clears throat> but I remember like I think it's the Brian Scalabrini 
yeah. where he's like at a lifetime and some kid comes up to him and like is kind of just talking shit to right, him right. and he's like well fuck it let's just play dude and you can find it on youtube i think still huh. and like you start to see him not in the nba setting yeah Amazing. oh my god dude yeah and he's first of all he's fucking huge he's a big dude yeah but like shooting and not missing effort like effort at all and then if he decides to like <laughs> dribble like oh shit like he can dribble yeah and like do all these things in the nba yeah, yeah. like and that. i I think we forget that. You yeah. Know, a lot of people forget that sometimes. Well, that last, like, the difference between, like, <clears throat> if, you know, if LeBron's the best guy or Giannis now or Katie, whoever. Yeah, right. And that bottom guy is fucking huge. Mm-hmm, yeah. But that bottom guy, to you, is, like, planets away, yeah, dude. Dude, yeah. not even yeah. in the same. No, no, it's done. But people love to just, like, yeah. that's the thing. People love to criticize, like, oh, if I, oh, if I just had this or if I was 6'8", I could, uh-huh. you know, and it's like, no. That's not how it works, you know? Like, I, I've watched people dedicate their entire life to this sport, to, mm-hmm. you know, perform at, at a high level. And it's just, like, it's always interesting to me to, like, hear people that have never accomplished anything in that space just be, like, oh, quick to critique. And it's just, it's always, I just always like to sit back and just be like, eh, that's yeah. what you think. But, but there's so many dudes who are six seven. Like, sure. it's not that uncommon. Right. Like there's right. a ton. Like so, my one of my old college teammates just moved out here mm-hmm. uh, like a year ago, nice. and he's six seven. Like again, lean. Like can fucking shoot, mm-hmm. can dribble, can move. I go, but that's it, bro. I go, he's six seven. He probably weighs as much as I do, mm-hmm. you know. And like, you want him on your lifetime league because he's gonna fucking crush all you guys, especially now. <laughs> he's like forty and over, yep. <laughs> but. You take that like, oh, if I was just six seven, I'm like, no, you would just be like a shittier version of six seven. Like yeah. you're not. Yeah. It doesn't mean the skill set. Right. Correct. Is that and that's not big enough. Correct. If you're like seven six, okay, like, but even that, you still have to be able to move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like when I watch, like when people again, most people forget like Prime Shack. Like I'm talking like like not even just like first of all like when he's playing for the Magic like. Shaq would, like, get a rebound and dribble the whole length of the floor. Yes. And even sometimes with the Lakers. Sometimes, But he's yeah. fucking jacked. Unstoppable dude. And people are like, oh, he's just big. I go, dude. <laughs> Hold up. I go, if you, yeah. if we let you just play NBA minutes, you couldn't breathe. No. Like, no. you couldn't, not even, like, if you got the ball, could you not make a fucking basket? Right. I go, you'd be so tired. Yeah. And he's 300 pounds doing this. Do you understand, like, how crazy that is? Yeah. I wish they would sometimes put like a normal person in an NBA game, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like just so we could like watch <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Yeah. and you see it all the time. Yeah. People are always like, "Oh yeah, come on, I could I could average two in the NBA, like two points." I'm like, if they no. tr- if they tried, you can't do anything. Nothing. You can't move. No. Yeah. Like I couldn't. Like you take someone who like obviously like he's in the Timberwolves now, like Beverly, right? Yep. And I can't fucking stand him. You know, pest. He's be like the worst dude ever to be on you in an NBA game. Like you're not gonna move, dude. You're done. And he's not like overly athletic. Mm-mm. He's not fucking huge. Nope. I always think of the dudes who are just like a little bit longer and a little bit bigger. And it's like, do I really want to get fucking switched onto that dude? Right. It's the tough. dude's like six eight, and he's got a fucking seven foot wingspan. I'm like, what am I gonna do that? <laughs> Nothing. No. Like there's a dude here, yeah, a Padre. I uh, love Pod. So in our old space, we had a basketball gym uh-huh. for seven years down the street. Dope. And so a ton of basketball training, a lot of pro guys coming in, yeah. a lot of Division One kids from here were in there. And he would be, like, big into the runs. This is when I first moved here, so I'm, like, 25. Right. And uh, he's like, hey, man, like, we're going to play. And a lot of times they play at uh, Kurt Warner's house. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. And okay. so cool. dudes would go in there. Kurt Warner can play. 
Yeah. Actually, yeah. Really? Well, first of all, he's fucking big. He's like 6'4", he's like yeah. 230 pounds. Like, he's a grown man. Big dude. And it's like at his house, like, what are you going to do? Like, can't follow him so far, <laughs> like, kick you out, right? Uh, so he would be like, hey, we're going we're gonna to have a run. Do you want to come play? He's like, you know, it would be like uh, Nash um, and Marion will be there tonight. I'm like, yeah. no, I don't uh, uh, want to do that at all, bro. <laughs> I go, Steve Nash is like an inch taller than me, dude, first of all. I go, so he's not short. He looks little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not that little. And I'm like, I go, do I want to, like, somehow get switched on Sean Marion so he fucking, like, crams on my face, like, 40 times? Like, what am I going to do to him, bro? You see how athletic that dude is? like a yeah, fucking kangaroo, yeah. dude. The Matrix. Wow. It's insane. The Matrix. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow, So I'm just dude. like, yeah, I don't want to be. Good. I'm good. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, where I'm at. I, I Yeah. Because what am I going to do there? I'm just going to pass it around. <laughs> I get open shot, I'll shoot it. Jeremy, come screen. Yeah, Jeremy, screen. Like, I want to be the dude. I don't want to fucking deal with this shit. Uh, yeah. So that's amazing, dude. Uh, so if you guys, since you obviously you played through all the stuff, for sure, uh, and you see the kids stuff now and kind of how it's changed, like what would you say to like if it's parents, like in terms of like sports, like AAU, how it's become so individualized? Like, do you pay attention to it at all? Do you see it at all? Obviously, from when I played AAU basketball, like in the fucking like nineties, mm-hmm. it's so different today. It wasn't this. I'm not saying it wasn't like, hey, I want my stock to go up because that's always existed. I go, but it was more like we're just on a, a team with yeah. a bunch of dudes who are good from our area and we'll travel around and play these dudes. It yeah. wasn't, again, there was no Instagram. There was none of this, but we all still played other sports mm-hmm. for the most part. Even right. the dudes like that we played with that end up playing like major division one. Some sure. of the guys who make it to the NBA, they still like, fuck when I'm like, so in my era, Joe Mauer's there, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, yep. Rick Rickard, who ends up playing for the Gophers and the Timberwolves. Joe Mauer played everything, dude. Like he's the first pick in the NBA or the Major League Baseball draft. I go, but Jeez. Florida State's recruiting him for football. He played basketball. He's fucking awesome. Like they all did that. Like everybody did. And I don't know if that exists anymore. Mm. So do you guys ever see it or like, hey, if there's a parent who's listening, like, yeah, my kid plays, but we, you know, I don't. How do I don't want to say this politely? Like sometimes parents kind of push it down mm-hmm. the kids' throats. I'm like, I don't think that's a route you can go, because yeah. it's changed. Because they want the kid to get a scholarship so bad, or the kid to be this so bad. But if a if he's not that person mm-hmm. naturally, it's probably not going to happen. And that and having played on so many teams in, in Europe, there were younger guys at like the basketball academy. So it's like a club team. So every team I played for was like an organization, but. They had like a, a farm league, so they had these kids that were like a 16. feeder system. Yeah, the feeder system. Yeah. And I started to see how, even at that age, like there were kids who were separating themselves, but how much they focused on basketball. So even more than like schoolwork, like that was their almost job at sixteen. And so I'm thinking now, if I was a sixteen year old kid in America, you know, high school sophomore, high school, whatever. I'm going to class, I'm, I'm playing football, I'm playing basketball, I'm playing, trying to play baseball, I'm talking to girls, I'm going to pride. And I'm like, these kids are like, they're already in that like basketball field program at 16. Mm-hmm. And I think those kids understand kind of the, the ins and outs of like working with professionals every day. And I just think they have a leg up on the competition. I don't think that a lot of them are as athletic as some of the kids who I you know, run into in America. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, these kids like are basically pros at 16, 17, 18 years old. And it's just like a different, it's a different. And how many of those kids like really make it? I mean, you think, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes it's like, well, again, I'll take Scottsdale. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, do you think my kid's good? I'm like, he's a stiff, bro. Like, no. Straight up. Like, you just, sometimes like that's the answer. Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you supposed to say? Like, I remember like when we had uh, 
Dorian Pickens all the time, and he ended up playing at Stanford, okay. uh, started, and then he ends up playing overseas for a while. Dorian's like 6'6", six, six, dude, um, and can fucking shoot. Mm. Like, as good as anybody have been around, and he can fucking move. Mm-hmm. Um, your kid is not that dude. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. do you know just like the eye – and I'm going to say eye test is real, but sometimes, like, it kind of is, you dude. kind of know. Like, you, the league looks a certain way. Yes. There's just certain dudes that – like, kind of, and there's, there's outliers for sure. For sure. But not – a lot, dude. No. <laughs> no. So, like, how many of those kids you think actually, like, make it to play? It's got to be so small. Small percentage, yeah, yeah. For sure. I'm sure. And, that's what, and, and kind of going off that, like, that's something I admire about Malcolm and you as well. Like, I'm a people pleaser by nature. I, I think being in more of a sales role now after basketball and kind of, like, having to be a little bit more, like, not that way is, is helping me. But Malcolm will tell it how it is. Like, he is as blunt as they come. I feel like you're in that same, like, you're cut from that same cloth. And sometimes people just need to understand, like, yo, that ain't it. Like, you're not that good. You you have a lot more work to do if you ever want to have a chance. But even if you did the work, I don't even think you're good enough to do it then. And he's more the person that I would, like, tell people that. And I think more people just need to need to hear that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's real. And then it, it's twofold, right? Because, yes, I want to I kick it to you straight, call it how I see it. But then also figure out a way to, uh, like, make you want it more. Right. Like that is that is the next piece. That's the next goal. But like you mentioned, Jay, on one of your last podcasts, like you you can't want it more for the person. Right. Like I can't you know, you know what to do. Right. Let's work on our nutrition. Let's work. Let's work on our fitness. Let's let's do all the things. But if I'm sitting in here trying to push it more on you versus you, you know, getting up and and putting in the work yourself. If I want it more than you, that's that's an issue. And a lot of these parents do. I think one of their kids. Yeah. Well, and they try to, and again, if the kid loves it, like, you'll know. Yeah. Like, again, that's sure. all I did was play basketball. That's all I wanted to do. For sure. And, or if it was, like, football, or, yeah. like, we'd play. It didn't fucking matter what it was, dude. No doubt. But, like, when you love it, you'll do it. But my mom was never like, you got to go shoot around today. Like, that was never, a, never yeah. a thing. It's different here, too, because, like, probably similar to you guys, like, there was no uh, basketball training. Yeah. Like, that's not a, dude, th- that's no. not a thing, no, dude. No. It's called the park, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and you drive, or, like, the YMCA or yeah. the rec center or whatever. Own. Yeah, and these, and I'm, I'm generalizing here, but I've seen over the years here, kids will come to, like, do strength training, essentially, or they'll go to their basketball trainer, but then don't play on their own like we would do. Right, yes. And that's a huge piece. Like, that's the telling sign. Like, if your kid isn't just, like, addicted to it, mm-hmm. he's probably not naturally just, like, DeAndre Jordan, dude. Right. Like, And I'm not saying he doesn't love to play either, but, like, some of those dudes are just like they're gonna be in the league, man. Yeah. Like you're there. They just they're work just there. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. That's real. I mean, you just see him. You're just yeah. like, this is like <laughs> and I'm not I, I don't mean he like I'm not saying he's not skilled at basketball, but right. like he's massive. He's and he's yeah. And he's massive. Like if if him and I today, like and he still plays, yeah. I haven't played basketball in fucking fifteen years. Yeah. Like, he's not gonna outshoot me. No. Ever. Never. Like it does it on his best fucking day. I use a Charles Barkley. You could lock him in the gym overnight and he'd score like four points. You know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't get a bucket. I go, but in the context of like what he can do on the basketball court, yeah. dude, yeah. you can't you can't mimic that. Yeah. That's it. And your kid's probably not that because you would know. <laughs> yes. You would know. Real oh, quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll move on for some of these. I could do basketball shit all day. Oh, yeah. no doubt. Uh, do you guys have like a favorite player of all time? Of all time. The first, the first person that comes to my mind is – Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay. Freak show. Dude, yes. He, I mean, I I always kind of just, 
I always saw Rudy Gay, <clears throat> and I was like, man, I, I, I never put the like the perspective in height. Like I would, I would try and compare myself to him in a way. Obviously, not thinking he's six eight, right? And he's a freak. I was not that, yeah. but everything I tried to model was kind of after him. Yeah. And so, like long, lanky, athletic, you know, all those kind of things. And yeah, man, like he was just always kind of like my guy growing up, and uh, more so like more not growing up, but more so college, right? Like early college years, and watching his UConn highlights and seeing him in the league. I'm like, dude, this guy is legit. He's a legit baller, right? And so, and uh, Jason played with a guy well, we, we both kind of did overseas, uh, Ricky Harris, who's actually a good friend of his. So when Jason knew I was like kind of in that Rudy Gay phase, he, he pulled some strings to, to help me meet him and, you know, get him to tweet for my birthday, my 20th birthday, I think. Like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's woke, cool. Woke up to yeah. a tweet and it was from Rudy Gay. I was like, well, hold on a second. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that, you know. And then uh, after a Knicks game one time, Knicks uh, Grizzlies were playing at the Garden. And so Jason and, and him had the same agent at the time. And so they pulled some strings and got a chance to meet him after the game. Had no idea what's happening. It was from my, my 22nd, 20, 22nd, 22nd oh birthday, God. I think. And it was dope, man. It was dope. So Rudy Gay, for sure, is, is top of mind, no doubt. I always loved Barkley growing up, but I, I'm Shaq. Like, Shaq will always be number oh, one dude. for me. Like, I, have, I still have a Shaq authentic magic jersey yeah from like being a kid black pinstripes yeah still have to this day yeah the white ones the white ones tight too yeah oh yeah uh but yeah prime shack was yeah he was he was my guy because like i wanted to play like barkley i wanted to have like a little inside outside game and like still be like big rebounder but like the go-to guy who was kind of like a forward not a guard um but i mean i i was shack i was back to the basket dunking on people like i Never yeah. shot past 15 feet in yeah. college or professionally. Um, and just would, like, pick and roll, get to the rim, out you, drop it off, and I'll just go up and dunk it on people. It's crazy, too, like, how much the game has changed, like, mm-hmm. now since even then. Because, yeah. like, everybody shoots. Yeah. Dude. Basically. You could, yeah. Jokic? I, I yeah. Uh, he, he just comes to my mind, you know, like Jokic and, or uh, Valanciunas. Yeah. Like, all these monsters who are just firing away from it. Lopez. Yeah. yeah. All the both, <laughs> both Lopez I mean, brothers. dude, it's unreal. Uh, like Yao would do it back Yao in the day. Yao would do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I remember like watching a video. I don't know if it was – I don't know how many minutes it was, but he's at the top of the key and they're just feeding him. Dude, didn't miss for like 20 minutes straight. Yeah, unreal. Yao and I'm like, awesome. how the fuck <laughs> is that happening? <laughs> like you're 7-7 seven, 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 seven or yes, some crazy dude. shit. Yes, yeah. But that, the back then, like he, that was rare. Yeah, it was. big dudes never. No, no. Yao was a different kind of big dude, though. He was, he was so – Big. Would you would you take a million dollars or Yao's head full of nickels? Bro, he's a monster, dude. <laughs> take Yao's head full of nickels. It was more money. Go with sure. the nickels. That, yo, dude, his, he's huge. He was a monster. He was. He was dude. big. He didn't play for that long, right? He was always hurt. His yeah. feet? Always. Yeah, he's 7'6", bro. Like, yeah. yeah, but he was good. Yeah, he, was he was good. good. Like when he was legit good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, now that everybody shoots, it's crazy. Oh. The game is so different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Extremely, extremely. So when basketball's done, how do you go back to like normal life and like how hard is that? And I just I say that because like your window is so extended because yours is forever. Like what do you play twelve years or something yeah, like that? Yeah. That's insane. Like for even for us like normal people, like you go through you play in college now you're like an adult. I just remember like going to job interviews and like you don't matter anymore. Like you're just a fucking loser. Like I don't mean that negatively, but like you did this thing. That was like so important to you and to the ecosystem you're in, 
and now it's done and nobody gives a shit. And you just got to be, because you're like old then. Because yeah. at least I was like still young. Old, old. <laughs> yeah. Old and, and you're like, hey, I'm going to get a real job now. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. what is that like? So for me, it was tough, man. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Because how did you, you, how did the, because like Curtis just got done, what, 20 19 That's when I, I think did. Yep. yeah that was my last year and i know for him it was not like super fun right because it's just like you kind of still want to play but they're just like nah, no bro contract start That's to be it. like uh, I'm, not, I'm not going to poland for fifty thousand. you fucking kidding yeah me? Like, well and that too the money starts to change right, too the money changes and you're like wait bro i was making twice this much two years ago like, what, what are you talking about? i have one bad year in romania now i can't now i can't get a deal like so i i ended up um 2019 rolls around um, I was dealing with some back issues. My body was kind of breaking down a little bit. And um, my girlfriend was moving from Kansas City to California to do like travel nursing. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to help her move out there. I'm going to go out to California, work out for the summer, and just kind of like hang until I figure out like where I want to go. So it's 2019. We get out there to California. Um, first time that we're like actually like physically living in the same place together. And like, I'm like, this is actually not too bad. You know, like if, if this is what it looks like after basketball, like I wouldn't be too upset at this and was kind of waiting around contracts were coming in, but they, you know, Czech Republic, Poland, again, Romania. And I'm just like, I don't want to go back out there. You know, like I, if I can't get something somewhere better, like I might just hang them up. And I'm glad I did when I, when I did, because 2020 was, you know, shit show, fucking dumpster fire, however you describe it. Like, oh, I'm God, glad yeah. I wasn't playing oh, that season, 2019, 2020, because guys were like, yo, we just went to practice one day and they called us and told us the season's canceled and we can't fly home. And they were like, oh. stuck out there. And I'm like, I'm so happy I didn't Whoa. do that. But, dude, yeah, um, that was suck. stuck. Yeah. So 2019 rolls around. Um, I get to like October, still don't have a deal. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I told Jess, I'm like, this is, this is it. Yeah. I'm going to hang out here in LA with you until I figure out the next thing. And it was cool for a little bit. Um, you know, it got to like November, December, and I'm just like, I still felt like kind of lost. I'm like, what, like, what do I, what do I do? I still was like working out hard and like, cause I was training for all like the pot, like the off season, summer, all summer. And I'm so I'm like in kind of like still good shape and I'm feeling good and my body's not going through like the preseason and the stuff. And I'm just like, I just felt like law, there was like a void and I'm like, I don't know what to, what to do. And so luckily, um, I got hooked up with, uh, this company core, which is big in like the, the meditation mental health mm-hmm. space. And I think for me, like if had I done anything else at that time, I would have really, really struggled. Um, because yeah, you just, you go from being the man, go from, from having somewhat of a status, go from having a camaraderie, a bunch of guys around you that are all working towards the same thing to just like a regular guy out here and just not knowing what you want to do so i was doing some social media stuff for for core for a while working on kind of some brand partnerships they were doing some stuff with the 49ers uh, around the super bowl and cool like cool job things like that but it was a part-time gig and it was like i just i don't know like what i really want to be doing from here and it it took it it actually took just being like you know what like you got to start feeling sorry for yourself that basketball's Mm -hmm. over and i like will always like go back to that conversation that she had with me because I know it wasn't easy for her to have it. Because um, how long did she give you? Like six yeah. months. Six she months. She gave me like four months, probably four and a half months, I would say. And she's like, and she hey, just she's was like, like, hey, bro. She's like, yo, out. like we're actually now together. Like I don't want you out here like moping around every fucking day. Like you're supposed to be happy that you're with me, you know? And like, yeah, I'm like, but I don't know if I'm gonna ever enjoy anything like I enjoy basketball. And it was just like a, it was a push pull kind of thing. Yeah. And and it was tough, man. It it, it I. I once that was done, I told myself, like, I want to be able to help other basketball players transition out of basketball because I saw guys before me struggle with it so much. 
And luckily I had like the meditation mental health piece that I was learning about every day to kind of guide me through that tough time. But without that, man, I, I would have struggled. I saw a lot of guys that like were going down some dark places and it was just like, this is, this is what happens if you have nothing else set up. What's your identity? Yeah. It's like who you are. Yes. Like in your, you're way more than that. I go, but without that, you're like, well, what do I even do? Like David Jack always poses it to me. He's like, what if they just took your body away today? Like, would you be cool with it? And I'm like, I want to say I would be, but I'd be like, well, what the fuck do I like? And that's different because I'm like, this is my vehicle, but that's my career in the sense of like, I still have the knowledge and whatever I go, but I put so much time into this Mm. just like you did basketball, but then that's done. And it's you, you'll never, not that you'll never use those skills again, like, but you'll never use the f- hard skills mm-hmm. again because there's mm-hmm. nothing, like nobody gives a shit right. if you can dunk or not. Right. Doesn't matter. I mean, it looks cool on Instagram, yeah. no doubt. But other than that, like, yeah, that'd be tough, dude, because it's just yours is so much longer. Yeah. Like, cause you're like in your thirties. Yeah. Thirty. I was thirty-four when I wrapped it up. Like, this is all I've done. Dang. That's all I knew. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude. For me, it was. It was interesting because my career wasn't, you know, a, a quarter of the length of his, but I, it, it was interesting because we, we moved out to Vegas to live there for a summer back in 2015. And that, that was my last, that was when I stopped. And, <clears throat> but I was gearing up to go back into 2015, 2016 to play another season. And we hired this trainer, shout out to Vipka. She was, she was your your strength trainer in God again, yep. right? Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, she was with us every day. We were out there, Las Vegas heat, getting it in, you know, early track mornings and Fuck, dude, I hated that. <laughs> you did hate it. You did, but I loved it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I loved it. And she, she helped me to tap into a level that I didn't know I had a gear. I didn't know I had. And so you know, I, I was just talking to her yesterday. I talked to her all the time. And I think that summer and the work that I put in with her, it made it that much challenging, that that more much more difficult because I didn't go back over. But I've never felt more ready and prepared because we did everything. We did basketball. We did yoga. We did pool workouts. We did track workouts. We did strength training. We did body, everything. And so... I was ready. I was geared up. I said, if a, if a contract comes my way, I'm rolling. Let's go. Yep. And I also wasn't willing to settle. I didn't want to just go back to the lower leagues. I'm like, nah, man, I, I, I'm destined for more. You know, I want more. And when that didn't come, that made my transition out of basketball that much more difficult because I was laser focused. I was ready to roll. I was good. And then from then it didn't happen. And I was waiting till like October. And usually, you know, overseas life is like early July. You got you basically figuring out which team you're going to go to. August you're signing the con or early August you're signing the contract, but also preseason, all that. And I was waiting deep, deep. I'm like, man, late September, early October, something going to happen. Anyway, I didn't settle. And then I was just working, you know, small jobs here and there. And before I got into teaching, so for me, it was it was a challenge, man, because I've never felt more prepared to get over there and when it didn't happen it was a little bit of a letdown but you know hey part of the journey i am where i am now you're just like a super fit teacher then dude <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> i would i would argue to say he's the fittest third grade teacher in the country you know what i'm saying <laughs> like i'm trained to be a pro athlete but now i'm gonna teach third grade yeah 
Super sweet. <laughs> Sounds just as fun, dude. You should hear some of the stories that the, the kids' moms be, oh, be talking about. Mama. Dude, I taught, I taught in New York City. You know, concrete jungle, savagery all over New York City. And, dude, I would have some of these, these parents, a lot of these moms, man, just saying some things. You know, hey, Mr. Boone, you're looking like a, you know, a tall snack and I'm hungry. You look like a tall glass of chocolate milk and I'm thirsty. You <laughs> Do know? you have, like, dads and shit around? Dude, I do. Don't, don't matter? <laughs> didn't matter. It didn't matter. <laughs> It was it was endless. It was endless, you know, and but it was all in fun. But uh, yeah, man, some some the, the the one I'll never forget was when the mom, one of the moms, asked the the daughter to ask me if I had a girlfriend. So she comes up to me. She goes, "Hey, Mr. Boone, you have, you have a girlfriend?" I said, "What? You're my student. What are you talking about?" She goes, "Well, no, my mom wanted me to ask you." I was like, <laughs> "These wow, are kids. These are children. Eight. Years old. eight. It's yeah. it's savage." Nah. Yeah, you don't want to walk into that, dude. No, it seems said, like yeah, we're gonna close that door. That seems like a lot. Forever. That's that forever. Shut That's, it. Oh man. Wild. So you guys, well, I'll do this too because I got a lot of. I'm gonna pee my pants if I don't do these quick. No doubt. Um, you guys were in a car accident though. Yes. Yeah. What, what year is this? This is about ten months ago. 2021. Yeah. Oh, so even like so super recent. Yeah. September. I think I saw the thing on it. Um, I tagged you. We tagged you. Yeah. yeah. I walked the thing. So give me the whole the breakdown. For sure. So we had some buddies in town for uh, for one of my friend's birthdays. We went to dinner. Where are you guys at? We're in Nashville. Okay. We're in Nashville. So we had like probably seven, eight of us were mm-hmm. in town for, for a friend's birthday party. Yeah. Uh, we decided to go to dinner. Um, I So I'm, I'm in Nashville. There was yeah, eight of us, I think. So yeah. four of them roll up in a in a uber to dinner i'm like listen i'm not gonna drink at dinner I'll, you know we'll go out after but like i'm just gonna drive to dinner it'll be easy that way when malcolm gets into town like i'll pick him up and we'll just we'll just go so he drops the stuff off at my place malcolm gets in the car we go to dinner now we're driving back home from dinner so some of the guys had had been drinking we were hanging out um and i am driving back probably a five minute drive from the restaurant to back to my place and probably yeah. drive you done before yeah a bunch of times hundred times yeah so pull up at a light getting ready to turn left the light goes from green to yellow as i'm in the intersection car coming from the opposite direction speeds up to get through the yellow light just crushes the side of us doesn't have his headlights on uh we find out later that he was drunk three times the legal limit it was his third dui um, open container open container in the car at the time of the accident like just a piece of shit no shit and completely just t-bone crushed the shit out of car. No so malcolm nothing is in the passenger seat. I'm driving. We got hit on the right side, so on the pa- on the passenger side. Yep. Airbags deploy in the car. The car is fucked. Friend in the back seat. Friend behind me. So there's four of us in the car. And all it just felt like a bomb went off. Like it was just like you're driving. We had music playing. Boom. Go turn left. Talking. I'm looking. We're talking. And it was just boom. Impact. Silent. Like dark. The car spun. So we spun all the way around. So now we're facing back the direction we came from. And I'll never forget, man. I was in I was in the passenger seat, um, in the driver's seat. I don't know like what just happened. And Malcolm puts his left hand on my right arm, right? So we're in there, and I, like again, I, I don't know what happened. And I, I look at him, and he's like, I, I can't breathe. Like my chest hurts. And I'm like, we, like we have to get out of this car right now. And so the only and it was the craziest thing because it was for like. It felt like for like 10 seconds. I'm like, the only thing I could think of is I have to get out of this car. I have to rip the door open and I have to get my brother out of this car. 
and there were some like hands trying to like help me out the car. So like the, the impact happened. I don't know how long until people like saw it and ran over, but like somebody gets me out the car. I run over to the other side. The, the, his door is like smashed in, but we end up getting it open, get him out the car. The two guys in the back seat, one's on the sidewalk, like bleeding from his face. The other guy behind me, his head is busted wide open. So it's like blood everywhere. And I'm just like, Jesus, what the fuck just happened? You know? And I like, I like, I, it was like, you don't see any of it. No, it was a complete blur for all of us because the backseat guys were talking, but they're also on their phones. I'm in the front seat. I'm on my phone. So my head is down and Jason's already turning. Right. So I'm sure he's looking left. Right. And, but the guys come in here, no headlights. So no one saw anything. Oh, so you don't see anything. It was instant chaos. It was, and it was the scariest fucking thing. I thought, I thought thought we were dreaming. Yeah. I thought like a, Everybody said, like, it felt like a bomb went off. Like, we just, like, drove over, like, a landmine, and it just fucking blew up. Like, it was the, it was the craziest feeling. And I, and so I'm, like, I'm, I'm freaking out. I, I'm, like, I'm looking for my phone. I'm trying to call my girlfriend. She's a nurse. And I'm, like, and it's her car that we're driving. And I'm, like, fuck. Like, w- like what the fuck? So Malcolm's on the, on the sidewalk. My buddy but Mike. before that, I, so if my perspective also, I'm sorry to cut you off. You're good. So the not only did the front airbags come out the side airbags came out as well so when it got hit it hit my right hand so initially i thought my right hand was broke because it was swollen and i couldn't make a fist so the front airbag hit me in the chest cracked my sternum immediately i didn't know that and so jesus dude yeah chaotic literal literal chaos and so i'm and and the seat shifted so now the seat is all the way up into the left and i'm like this i can't make a fist i'm stuck in the seat my sternum is cracked and so i i can't twist because you know that the chest bone the, the, the sternum is right in the middle of the, the, the chest yeah and so i can't take my seat belt off because i can't twist so i'm stuck in this car not knowing what just happened and i'm t- I'm, I'm trying to grab jason like hey I, Something's wrong. I, I can't feel my, my, my chest hurts. I, I think I broke my hand. I, I'm trembling. Yeah. And so finally, that's when people came out to help me. And because I do, I, I couldn't twist. I couldn't yeah. move. I couldn't get out. The only I'm thing stuck. I was thinking was like, I have to get him out the car. Right. Like as that's happening, I'm like, okay, whatever the fuck I got to do. I don't know. Like, and, and the guy who was sitting behind him, like his, you oh. know, Malcolm's tall. So he has the, the seat kind of back. So my buddy who's sitting Gosh. behind Malcolm had his legs kind of like spread behind the seat. So on impact. Both his knees jam back, breaks both hips. Whoa! So we, so we get him out the so car. He's fucked, he can't stand dude. his his this part of his lip is split wide open and it's just like hanging down. Jeez. So you can see like his whole jawline, and it was the scariest fucking thing ever. So they were able to like patch him back up, but like, yeah, it was wild. So, damn. So cops get called. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ambulance come. Side They're like, hey, listen, we have we have to get you, you know these guys to the hospital. So they put. The guy whose head was split open in the first one, take him. My buddy Mike with the broken hips, they put him in the second ambulance. They asked me to go in the third one with Malcolm, and I was into the cops were like, are you, like, are you okay? And so I get out, and like, I can walk, and like, my groin hurt a little bit, but I'm like, I, I feel fine. Like, nothing's broken, everything. Like, as long as they're good, like, yeah. just tell me what hospital they're going to. I'll talk to the cops, and then I'll go to the hospital. So... Malcolm gets in the third ambulance. They put the guy who hit us in the fourth one. Now, at this point, I don't know he's drunk. I don't know anything that's happened. I just see him with the neck brace sitting on the on the um, curb. curb. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, this guy is 
probably fucking paralyzed. You know, it's just fucking car accident. You know, sue me. Like I'm thinking of all these things that are happening. For, in this for moment, sure. And I'm like, Not what knowing. the fuck? Like, goddamn. Like what? You know? And I'm making the left, so I'm like, fuck. Maybe I cut him off. You know? Like, not even thinking like, you know, did I fuck up some somehow? So, I'm telling the cops everything that happened, this and that. I ended up going in the last ambulance to the hospital. I call my girlfriend again. She used to work at Vanderbilt, so we all go to Vanderbilt. She somehow finagles her way in there, thank God, and, like, was able to kind of help me out because Malcolm is, like, on one of the stretchers again. Like, sternum broken at this point, hand, he can't make a fist. He's, like, laying there under the covers. It's 10 p.m. maybe when the accident happens. Mm -hmm. So we're central time. All our friends, family are East Coast. So now it's, like, like midnight, 1 a.m. in New York. By the time, like, I'm getting let out of the hospital. But, like, they all have to stay overnight. So I'm like, oh, fuck, like, this is not, so I'm like, let me just wait with them. And like, I don't want to get discharged yet. Like, I just want to make sure everything is is all right. So we're going back and forth between the guy whose head is busted wide open, the guy whose hips are broken, and Malcolm. I'm like going back and forth between the three Mm -hmm. of them. So me and Jess are kind of rotating. I'm talking to everybody. I'm making sure everybody's all right. But that was the hardest time I think, like, I've ever dealt with because that's the trauma that, like, you know, that they had the accident people woke up and they were like yeah i was in the hospital and like that's all i remember but like i had to deal with the seeing them all in that situation and that for me like that kind of broke me a little bit and fortunately like everybody is kind of getting back to where they're they need to get to right now but watching malcolm post-accident was something that like opened my eyes to like how resilient some people could be it's crazy because everybody else is all fucked up. Yeah. And you're like Bruce Willis. <laughs> Unbreakable. Bro. Walk right out, dude. Yeah. Like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Later, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. It was wild. Yeah. It was wild. It was a wild time, dude. And so you're jacked. So, you're jacked up for like how long? So, man, I, I was on I was on the – Because what do they do when you do that? Anything? Dude, yeah. Well, the crazy part is I didn't know at first. I knew something was wrong, but it wasn't until I got all the x-rays and all that shit until I, I figured out, okay. And when the, the doctor came in, obviously, he had to tell me everything, but – yeah, Jay, that that's just nothing. That that just has to come back together naturally. And so, what they tell you, you just can't do anything. She, yeah, she came in. I'll never forget. She came in, and and I was waiting, dude. It must have been like two. It felt like probably around two hours until I knew something happened. And so she told me, she goes, "Hey, we got the the X-rays back, and and you you broke your sternum straight through." She said, "You you can't do anything for I think twelve. She said twelve weeks. And I was like what like it, it was in that moment i knew like what the fuck do you mean i can't do anything for 12 weeks like i, I gotta i, I train i like i move i go I went, huh and so that was when i was like okay all right and i didn't know how to take that i was i was in a i was in a deep place man i was in a dark place for a little bit because what can you just like walk you can walk but like and she my also my my, my collarbone was raised and so this was super painful i mean to to make an arm circle was I thought I was going down. And so that, I mean, you can't like twist, lifting, pulling, pushing, anything like that. It's so tender, man. Anything you do, it can't even sleep. You have to sleep a certain way. I was going to say like, what do they tell you? Like they give you like a brace or something or no? No, they gave me a sling, but I think that was more for this. But I mean, cause like I sleep on my stomach and shit and like I roll around. No way, no way. There would be times I'd go to sleep and I'd go to move a certain way and I'd wake up immediately. Oh, because it's like, fuck. Oh, dude. And just getting up out of the bed was, it was a 10 minute process. And what did that airbag? 
airbag. Yeah. yeah. Immediately just yeah. cracked it. I mean, I've had him go off in the front before, too. Yeah. Like, cracked me in the face. Did it? Yeah. Bro- break anything? Uh, no, it's got a huge, like, uh, well, I told a story the other day. Yeah. Um, I was dropping my dog off because I was going to do a bodybuilding show, actually. Yeah. Um, I rear-ended this old lady. Yeah. I swear it's her fault. Yeah. But yeah. they say it was mine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I and I fucking crushed her car, and the airbag smashed my, but I had a hat on. Uh-huh. It smashed my face, and the hat, like, went into my head, and so uh-huh. I have this huge, like... It almost looks like a big heart on my yeah. fucking forehead. Yeah. And then they had to spray tin over it. Yeah, hurt like a motherfucker. Oh, God. Um, but yeah. And it like but again when it happened, like obviously like, I knew I hit the lady, but mm-hmm. it was so like to your point, like I'm like, where the fuck am I? Yeah. Because yeah. my stuff is like there's smoke everywhere. Yep, sure. The airbags like smell a certain way. Dude, yes, it does. It's yeah, a little different. I'm like oh. and it's so loud. And my ears are ringing. I'm like, so where the loud. fuck am I at? I'm yeah. like, what is going on here? What happened? See, I can see how they would like break a sternum, which is fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Just Unfortunately, you know, we had a seatbelt on. Um, I think the guys in the back, I don't know if the guys in the back had their seatbelt on, but yeah. again, like it was, a, it, it happened so quick. I'd rather do my sternum though than both my hips. Yeah, definitely. No Mike question. had a, a long, no long question. Both the hips, bro. Yeah, he still, so they had him, oh man, they had him like in the bed. Like, yeah, so. with the traction. So they, they had the weight that was pulling over the bed because now they had to keep the the hip bone, like all, the ball out of the socket. So they had to, they had to st- drill something through his knee. And they had to put the traction over the bed so that this was out. So it didn't feel Like, I don't really want to drive. Like, that makes me, like, yeah, not want to, like, that's what it do was. anything. That's what and the it fact was. that it was his third DUI and, like, he was still out there driving. Like, what driving. happened to the dude now? He's like, fuck. I mean, they, they kept telling, the lawyers kept telling us, like, yeah, you know, it's, it's not the system's job to, like, keep people in jail. And if you can, you know, you can't make bail. But, like, yeah. you can't really go after any asset. You don't have anything, you know? Yeah, is, we couldn't. Out and we'll show you the car he was driving in, but like it was like this old like 1998 like Ford Explorer yeah. with like all this shit on the back. Like he was towing some like yeah. Know, it, was a, it was a weird situation. Driving around Nashville, no headlights on, yeah. just there you shit go. face, just absolutely crushed. God, dude. Yeah. And that's like crazy because I'm like, well, he has no money, right. so like, what are you, what are you doing? Right. What are you doing? God, it just messes up your whole like did. your whole life. It really did. Yeah. And even crazier part, man. So I. After, you know, all that, I'm, I'm back in Jason's apartment now, and, and this was a, a Friday night, so I, st- I stayed with him the, fr- the Friday, the Saturday, and then Sunday, yeah, and, and I, I talked to my mom about this, like, I don't know what I was thinking, and she always tells me, well, y- you weren't, because I drove back to Georgia five hours, two days after it happened, and went to work on the Monday, so I'm slinged, sternum Teaching tore up. school? I went back in. Ain't, ain't that important, bro. Yeah, right. It's like <laughs> kids ain't listening. <laughs> I know. It's, I know. And I'm like, and and obviously, you know, people were saying, hey, you know, take the time. You know, I, I went on medical leave for a while, and and I it just like, it it shook my world because everything that I know was put on pause. It was put on hold. Getting up and going to the gym at 3 a.m. Put on pause. Right. Working out. Put all that, all that, man, and it even hurt to just walk sometimes because walking, right? There's movement here, so you got to stay super, super tight and stiff. Well, if you can't walk, dude, your quality of life sucks, oh, <laughs> real bad. It yeah, it it was tough. Yeah. It was tough, and so shout out to BJ because he, BJ Gador, man, he put me on this this lunge journey, and he was like, "Look, dude." When you, when your upper body, right, obviously it's not where it needs to be right now. When you get back to the point of, you know, using your upper body, you'll be ready. But for now, I'm going to put you on this lunge journey and I want you to do lunges, start small, five, six, seven minutes straight, continuous and build up slowly over time. 
And I took that and I absolutely ran with it. And lunged with it. I lunged with it. Well Boom. done. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Mic drop. Well done, Jay. And yeah, man, I and Jason and I have had the conversation a lot of times around <clears throat> there are going to be things that happen in your life. Life's gonna throw you shit. It's just part of it. It's part of the game. And we like to think that there are three directions that you can go. There is the first direction where you allow what has happened to you to take full control over you. That is your excuse. That happened to me, so I now I can't do this, I can't do that because that happened. Or you can say, great, I'm going to use what happened, this car accident, for example, to get back to where I was, right? That's kind of like the lane two. So we got the lane one, we got the lane two, but then we also have the lane three, where you use what happened as fuel to push yourself further than you have ever gone before. And so I was like, I'm definitely not in lane one. Lane two, no. Lane three. I said, I'm using this and I am going to propel myself further than I've been. So going on this lunge journey, perfect example. Dude, I'll never forget it. Worked up slowly over time. You know, there would be some days I'd, I'd add some time. I'd go 20 minutes, 22, 24, 25, whatever. I got to 55 minutes of walking lunges and step-ups. I'll throw step-ups in there too. We did both. I was alternating between both. Christmas Eve, 2021. I was like, getting back to myself. I'm starting to feel strong. I have my upper body back again. I said, okay, I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to do a JSF Metcon. Great. You know, got it in. One of the 10, 20, 30, 40, all the way up to 100. And then... I hate that workout. You're terrible. It's, it's, How do you think of shit like God, that? God, I'm just... I'm, an, I'm a moron. <laughs> I go back, bro. Stop, stop, <laughs> stop following me, everybody. I'm an, I'm an idiot. Sir killer. I love it. And so did that. And then I, I said to myself, I said, I'm right where I need to be. I'm going outside and I'm and I'm doing an hour of walking lunges right now. And mind you, it was, you know, it was snow on the ground, it was yeah. 28 degrees out. I didn't care. Because that man right there, find a fucking way. Stop making excuses on why you can't get something done, David Goggins. And he became, Oh, Dave, he's on a little crazy, huh? Dude, dude, he he shifted as as in addition to BJ, he shifted my mind so much. Now, Jay, I don't even listen to music when I work out anymore. I put, I go, I go on YouTube and I type in Fuel the Mind, David Goggins, and I enter a different zone. And it's fucking amazing. And I went out there. I had my little backpack on. I had my speaker in. And I'm I think I, saw, I think it. I saw the video. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. commented. I think, yeah. Give the. Because an hour is a long time. It's like a mile. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit longer for me. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. a lot. He was going like uphill too, uphill and downhill. I mean, it's, four, it's over four laps around a track. No if question. If you do it yeah. on a track. Yeah. It's a long yeah. fucking time. It's a long time. Yeah. Dude, and I was like, I hit like minute 11, I hit like minute 20, 25, and once I was at like minute 30, I was approaching a hill, right? And I'm like, do I turn around and stay on the flat surface? And Jason's out there with me. He came out with me. He's recording. He's doing all this Yeah, I wasn't shit. doing the lunges. You got me fucked up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm too cold. Yeah, I'm doing the lunges, bro. I'll, I, I've gotten to the – I think I did 45 minutes, but I did it inside, and it was warm. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm good. Much different. And so I – yeah, dude. And, and once I hit that hill, I said, we're doing this. Let's go. And once I started going up the hill, it was over at – it was done. And I was getting the hour. There was no, there was no stopping. I wasn't, I wasn't doing that. And so I got it done, man, and – I just, I, I go back to, you know, everything that happened because I kept that night in my mind the whole time while that shit was happening. And I was just, 
I was in a, I was in a different space, bro. And and I I use that not only to propel me in fitness, but everything else I do in life too. You know what I mean? I'm trying to to, to put that into the classroom with my students. I'm trying to do that with people that we're trying to help. I'm trying to put that same energy to building out our brand, like everything I do. And, and it can be a little, ooh, a little wonky sometimes, but I don't mind like standing out, being the outlier, doing different shit, doing things that people don't usually do. I don't mind that. And is a full three months too? Like that you reject? Oh, dude, yes, yeah. for sure. Like every minute of it, yeah. 100%. And then when you start when you start coming back like doing like even upper body stuff like sure. how regressed is it? I'll never forget. I told my mom. I said, "Mom, I think I feel good. I think I want to do, I think I want to do a push up today." And I, and I went in her room, and she said, "Well, sure. If you you want to try it out, try it out." And I did my first push up, but I tell you, it felt like I had three forty five plates, forty five pound plates on my back. No I shit. Went, no shit. I went down, and I was coming up, and I was like this. And for those of you that can't see, I am shaking my arms and my hands crazy right now. And getting to the top, I was like, boom. To do a push-up. One push-up. That's trippy, It was dude. unreal. Unreal. That's like, crazy. Because how much does your stuff atrophy? Like, do you still look okay, or did you kind of look like a bag of shit? Did, while I was out? Like your upper body. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't I didn't look good. It was rough. I didn't look well, because it's like, you, like you've ever seen like someone wears a cast for like yeah, four man. weeks, and they yeah. take their off their leg, and it's like, dude, right. dude have you ever lifted in your life? <laughs> ever. Ever. Yeah. It was bad. That was, sucks. That bad. would be hard too. The mental, the mental of like, well, it's like, I don't, it's not the same, but like when yeah. I see women, like when they're pregnant, mm -hmm. like they're just, you're in a mode for yeah. the next nine months. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, like you're going that. to get bigger. Yes. Like it's just, you, a human's going to exit your body. Like you're stuck, <laughs> you know, sorry. Like there's nothing <laughs> like, real. well, what do I do? I'm like, it doesn't right. matter, bro. Like you got to go that way. And for you, it's the same thing. Like, well, you just got to sit and wait it out. I had to. I had to. That sucks, man. Yeah, it was it was a tough. It was very tough. Definitely. But if you look at it now, is it like? And I, yeah. I hate to do this because this is real, though. Of course. Like, all these shitty things yeah. sometimes end up being like the best things. As fucked up as that is, in some weird kind of way. Yeah. Like you could do yeah. without it, I guess. But like, would you? I guess I think about that. Like, yeah. if these things didn't happen to me, if you guys didn't get in a car accident, sure. what would you be doing today? Right. Would it be the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. Or not. Would you have the same like perspective on things too? Cause like when you do that, you're like, wow, I guess I could like fucking uh, be dead tomorrow. So maybe like stop wasting time on bullshit and things like that. 100%. Where most people aren't going to be, well, I got in a car accident and fucked me up. Oh, I'm going to do lunges for an hour. Right. Like most people don't. No, it's right. not. They don't do that. <laughs> that's not no. normal. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, for sure. Yeah. That's, that's a great way of putting it because I, I, we, I mean, it's a firm reminder as to tomorrow, right, isn't promised. Hell, today, right, later today isn't promised to anybody. That's why living in the present moment is so important, bro. And, yeah, taking that, learning from it, and just using it as fuel, man, using that feeling as a way to be better every single day, showing up and getting it done because you get to do it, man. You get to, yeah. right? And that is, that's the piece. And, yeah, I think we're we're on that journey, man, to continue to be better and show up every single day. Well, and the thing too, like, obviously like being like, you know, more athletic than 99% of people who are on the earth. Sure. And then to be able to not even do like a push up, Like he gives like a gratitude yeah. for like, and I say that, and it's not to make anybody feel bad. Sure. You're not exercising just because you're choosing to yeah. not. Yeah. Like, even, and again, I'm not saying do what I do. That's stupid. Yeah. But you can't move around for 20 minutes, bro. Like your body works, dude. Because then imagine if you can't do it. Mm. And you shit away all these, like, awesome days just because, like, 
for what? To watch Netflix or because, like, work was stressful or whatever. And I'm not judging, but if you got it stripped away and they said, hey, man, for three months, like, all you can do is walk around. Yeah. Like, that would suck, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Big time. So you guys also have like a, is it like a, you're part of like this heart foundation for your friend? Is that right? Yes. So <clears throat> I lost my best friend. And I think I was briefly telling you about this last time I was here uh, in 2016. He had, his name was Shane Edward Tanzosh. He had a rare genetic heart mutation called ARVC. It's arrhythmogenic right ventricular cardiomyopathy. And so basically it is the muscular wall, the myocardium of the heart with, when you have this disease, that muscular wall, that tissue breaks down over time, causing an abnormal heartbeat arrhythmias. And so it's a disease that <clears throat> again is genetic, but also can't be detected through normal heart screenings. So it has to be specifically tested for ARVC. And how old is he? 26. Who the who gets those tests in their twenties anyway? That's the thing, man. It's actually the the like the you. I mean, I don't get that shit done, no. and I'm like an old man. Right, right. It's yeah, yeah. dude. It's uh, it's actually the, the young athletes, men and women. It's the second leading killer of of young athletes because you don't know you have it. You don't know. You don't know. And the more you work out, like the more you stress your heart, it, it starts breaking down faster. Was the kid? Sick. You remember the kid? He was. I think he played for Baylor. He was super tall. He's huge. He was going into the draft, yeah. and I don't think he. I think they like did a like they drafted him just out of like courtesy. Yep. But he had. I don't know if it's the same thing. Yeah, but he came I remember play. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's something like that where his heart. They noticed it too. Yeah, like, so like in, yeah, you can't. You can't play at this level because you'll. Mm. And I think like, he's fine now because like I think they found it. But right. again, it's only because the teams for do sure. the full medical screening yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Man, yeah. So his his parents are. <clears throat> Um, there, they have a, again, at shanetanzosh.com. You can learn a lot about ARVC, but yeah, they, they're working with, uh, North Northwestern and they are just, again, building, uh, awareness around it because I mean, you, you don't, you won't even know you've had it until it's too late. Just kind of like with, with Shane, man, he, uh, he was big into fitness, but not always. So I actually got a chance um, and, and quick, quick backdrop, his parents and my parents are actually best friends. They're okay. very, very close. And him and I grew up together, um, in, in Warwick and been best friends since like seventh, eighth grade, middle school. And so, yeah, man, it's, it's different when you have, you know, a, a best friend, but it's, it's, it takes it to another level when the parents are super, super close too, because it's like one big family. Yeah. Right. And so. Shane, man, he, I, I watched his journey. I watched Shane go from, you know, like I mean, in college life, right? Eating whatever you wanted and, you know, um, you know, staying out late, doing your thing to, I'll never forget coming home. It was the summer of 2014 after my second year overseas and him and I went on a, a trip. His parents took him and I to Punta Cana. So we're Dominican Republic, we're hanging out, having a great time. And, you know, I, we're out on the beach and I'm hanging shirts off and all that stuff. And he was, he was afraid to take his shirt off. Part of it was because, you know, he had a little bit of, you know, he, he wasn't, didn't feel that confident. Right. He saw me, I was coming back probably in one of the best shapes of my life at the time. And he's like, bro, I, I, I want that. I want, and, and then we just started working and he, and he showed up and he, and he, and he, he wanted to be better. Shane wanted to be better. And I watched him, transform 
from putting the old shame behind to taking steps forward and wanting the best for him himself, right? And that was one of the things that we we bonded on, man. We started, you know, eating together, eating right together, and we started, you know, working out. And, and that that's a special bond, man, when you have a, a, a brother in this sense that is in the same space as you and, and wants to be better. It was it was a special thing, dude. And uh, yeah, he it was September 12th. He went to work. He worked for his dad's company. They had the office out of his parents house and Shane was living in Jersey. His parents lived in New York and it's only about a 30 minute drive. And he went to work, did his thing. He was moving some some boxes, carrying some heavy boxes late after work and drove back home to his place in Jersey went to the gym he started doing a lot of crossfit and stuff and so from then finished the workout came back home and talked to his uh his fiance at the time and that was it went to bed and never woke up didn't come to work the next day so obviously red flag number one and uh yeah so then that's september 13th is when we lost him and uh yeah man his parents have just been really really trying to get the message out around what this disease is if you have young kids if you're listening to this and have young kids young athletes uh it's something that you you want to make sure that they do not have and something to make sure that you don't have right because it is genetic and so we are doing everything we can to uphold his legacy shane was the person that introduced us to be a good person the brand and that's who he was that's what he embodied and we've always Jason and I have strived to keep his legacy alive and, and we'll touch on the documentary in a little bit, but the, the main message here is to count your blessings every single day, show gratitude every single day, be kind to people where you, every single day and, and just, and live your, and live your life because that's what he did, right? And that's what he did. And he did it and he made it look effortless and he showed gratitude like it was, it's it's like it was so easy you know which which it is but not for a lot not for a lot but for him it was and and that's why jason and i are on this journey to to continue to uphold that and how do they look at it now like you just go in and like you have to ask for it like specifically yeah it's right. a specific heart screening yeah. which is crazy wild yeah right yeah like what how many people have this do they even know probably not i'm not, I'm not sure it's not it's it's, it's something that again like once it comes on your radar, it's usually too late. Um, but yeah, it, it, maybe ten thousand people a year it kills. So again, it's not something that like is getting enough notoriety to uh, be dude, like. But yeah. we don't give a shit, like dude. No. Heart disease kills everybody, and nobody gives a shit. Exactly, at all. and that falls thing, under that. You know? And so like, and, and that so as I was talking, touching on the hardest part of, of being overseas. Obviously, mm. this happened when oh, Malcolm was, was in America, and he called me up, and I'm like. I could tell by the way his voice was like trembling that like something bad happened, but I, he couldn't like get it out. And same kind of moment of like in the car accident, like I'm like, yo, like t tell me like what's going on, what, what's happening. He's like, Sh he's like Shane died, and I'm like, what? Like, and I'm like, he rode motorcycles, like, you know, he didn't like do drugs and shit. I'm like, how did he die? Like, maybe it was an accident. Like, like what happened? To be so young, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, what the like? What do you mean? Like, what happened? Like, what? He, he's dead. And yeah, when we found out like like what happened and, and how you know something like this just like happens out of the blue. Like that was one of the moments where I was like, all right, we, we got to take stock in terms of like just being able to appreciate every day because you could literally go to bed and not wake up. 
I know. And then I think about that a lot, though, too, because I'm, like, not 14 anymore. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm going to be dead one day. Yep. And, like, all the shit, yeah. like, we waste time on. Worry yes. about. Yes. That doesn't yes. matter at all. At all. Like, most things I don't care about, probably to a fault. <laughs> um, at some point, it's, it's, I need to give a shit. Yeah. But even me, like, there's things like, oh, well, if we're going to do this program, we got to get this many leads in and this many conversions, mm -hmm. and this is the close rate, and mm -hmm. this is after what we pay swipe fees. This is what we, I'm like, it's all money shit or it's business stuff. And I'm like, sure. it's an economical world. You have to make money. There's these things that go, but when you spend a disproportionate amount of time on this bullshit, yeah. that it matters, but it, in the big picture, like, it doesn't matter really especially like the social media shit like i didn't grow up with that so like to me like i don't i'm, I'm grateful for it i'll always say that sure but i don't give a fuck right. if you like a goddamn video that i post like it's irrelevant to me but yet we get so wrapped up in like that world like that is and i don't want to go to young kids but like sure. that's their world yeah. and for some old people too but that's not real to me yeah like it is because i get to meet you guys and do different things i go no. but this is real this here is real. like today this is real and I'm here where I'm at. I'm not worried about these irrelevant things that are going to happen 10 years down the road because, yeah. like, maybe I'm not even here 10 years down the road. For sure. Yeah. So it gives you perspective for sure. Big though. time. Big yeah. time, man. That was. That's a tough one, though. It was. Yeah. Absolutely. And is that, like, the documentary itself is part of this whole thing? Like, yeah. what is, how does that, like, explain that to everybody? Yeah, absolutely. So. Because yeah. that's, like, kind of what you're working on now. Correct. That's yeah. like the, the, the biggest focus for us right now is creating a documentary in his honor to show the world what kind of a person he was. We honestly feel that people in the world need to know who Shane Tanzosh was because of the human that he was. And so there was back in 20... Uh, when did 2013 13, when, I think, yeah, yeah when his sister ashley and and him ran a, a tough mutter and so from the outside jason and i always saw that as a beautiful way for two siblings to bond and share a memory that can last a lifetime and so when it, obviously when he passed and then moving forward jason and i were always thinking of what is a great way what can we do to continue to uphold his legacy? What can we do to continue to show the world who he was? And this Tough Mudder was just one of the first steps. We said, let's, let's run this Tough Mudder. I have a great friend named Daniel Moulton who is helping us craft the, this entire documentary. And he is, I mean, he's just, he was there at the Tough Mudder. He was taking videos. He was taking pictures. He, he's helping us craft everything. And so Jason and I, again, we ran that. Uh, when when was that? That was last. Yeah, God, was, like, just over a year ago. Yeah, twenty 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 one. Mm -hmm. Just over a year ago, and um, yeah, man. And then the documentary obviously is just to showcase who he was, the the ARVC, and just continue to bring his spirit, uh, his gratitude, his light uh, to life, and just just uphold his legacy and keep his legacy alive. Yeah. And you guys are gonna put it where everywhere. Still, I, I don't know if we have a single platform for it right now, but we just want to, we want to get it out. Get the word out. Yeah. So I think for, uh, for us, it was like, I was telling Malcolm, like, you know, listen, like I, I promised his mom, like I would do something to like help yeah. the foundation. You know, I, I like, want to feel like there's some closure to like the promise that I made his parents to just yeah. like help get the word out, you know? And so we felt like this would be a very authentic way for Malcolm and I to, again, bond the same way Shane and, and Ashley did, but 
you know, get eyes on it. And, you know, we've talked to a couple brands about potentially partnering with us and, and putting it out. We talked to yeah. building a website right now that we can like kind of launch it on. And so there's things that we can kind of work on that way. But yeah, it was just like, we never shot documentaries before. We don't know how much footage we actually have yeah. of, of, you know, shame from when he was alive. We had to ask his parents to like send us over like home videos. We had to watch, like we had to go through a lot of different things mm-hmm. for this. But mm-hmm. so we're trying to like craft it into a digestible story that like we can basically like highlight the yeah. impact he's had on us since he's been gone. Yeah. That is the benefit of like having these platforms now yes. or like 40 years ago. Oh, no way. Good luck. I mean, what do you, even, I don't even know what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Like when we were kids, like what, what the fuck do we do? Yeah. Right. There was no YouTube. No. no. I was playing Oregon Trail on a computer, dude. <laughs> like didn't have any of that. <laughs> Which is pretty cool that you guys can do that and yeah. get all this stuff together and make sure. it look like legit yeah. with yeah. all the technology. That is the benefit. So. Yeah. Which is super cool because I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Like when you said it, I'm like, is that like, like myocarditis you hear, but a lot of times like in young dudes, like they're fine. Yeah. yeah. Like they get it and sure. it's like fine. Right. I, but I think that's the Baylor kid and like this too. And there's, I maybe heard like one other time where it's like, mm-hmm. there's, um or what did um Chris Bosch had something too. He Heart-wise. Did. Yeah. It's not this, obviously. Well, it's not this, yeah. no. But something where it's like, we're not going to let you play. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because it was so, because if they find it, what do they do? Like do you have surgery that, or something? It's, no, it's, it's you have a. They can basically hook you up to a, a EKG, an electrocardiogram or something, I believe it's called. And then, because you you know you have these abnormal heartbeats, and I guess if your your heart rate goes too low, it can kind of shock you and kind of wake you back up. But if you don't know you have it, well then. It, so it'd be like something you'd wear all the time. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Damn, dude, that's like scary, bro. Yeah, that's it's rough. Scary. And Any of that permanent shit is always like, because we have people in here who are like going through chemo and have like the ports are put in and yeah. stuff. And I'm always like, God, dude, I can't be a little bitch today. Like I just <laughs> got to think some because I'm like, or like for example, I'm gonna go to dialysis like hours a day. Like what is that? Three times a week for? Mm-hmm. It's like every two days or three days, and you're hooked up for hours. I'm like, God, and I'm like. Oh, I'm so tired. Like, what the fuck am I talking yeah. about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's where, like, and not, I'm not trying to judge anybody. I'm, I don't, don't care what you do. Right. But, dude, like, I literally will say that shit in here. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I'll lay here for 20 minutes, like, acting like the, just a little bitch. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. And move around, dude. Yeah, like, done. you're fine. Yes. You're hungry. You're tired. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can do it. Yep. Because all these people have, like, real shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hate to, like, do that in my head, but I'm like, that's how I... That's key. And, that, and that's like our, I mean, our tagline is really just like eliminating excuses, right? Like we, we can one. sit here and, and find every excuse to not do something. But it's like, like at the end of the day, like who gives a shit? Like just right. get your ass up and do it. You know, and like do that's kind of, that's our mentality with it. And obviously prioritizing progress is, is another key for us because yeah. like yeah. people focus on the end goal, right? Like I have to get this thing done. I have to get the documentary out. But it's like, no, like let's just get, let's, let's oh. have this conversation. Let's, let's learn how to do this video software let's and we'll like take these steps and just keep getting better a little bit every day and yeah. then just doing something every yeah. day coming yeah. into consistency i think is the other thing that just like helps us get to where we want to get to so when you guys are different too because like you have the discipline of like sports yep for sure at a level that like even if you played like i always say this too like i'm a basketball person mm-hmm. it's like if you average 20 points a game in high school even if like that's all you did like you probably could play yeah. even if you played the most shit like nowhere, yeah. I'm not trying to pick a state. Right, New Mexico. Right, there, I would say like Nebraska. Sorry, yeah. guys. But like, even if you played there and like in the this conference of eight teams and everybody's deterred, like you still got buckets. Like you had a certain skill set and a did. certain amount of. And sports obviously teaches that. Yeah. And you guys have just obviously taken it and just like extended it out, like to this. Where I think at the end of the day, when you talk like you know one of your guys' taglines is like eliminate excuses, mm-hmm. you come to that conclusion anyway. 
at the end of the day, like you sell yourself, like I'm going to do it or I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. You just figured out whatever the discipline is to like sell yourself on why you need to do it. Correct. Day after day after day. Yeah. Know the why. Keep showing up, man. Yeah. And when you know your why like that, it and, makes it, it makes it you know that much that much easier. And so before I let you guys get out of here, what is the like what's the goal like moving forward, like yeah. in general? Like if these guys are like looking at your stuff, like what do you, where does it go? So big picture. Um, Obviously, like it could be, you know, I can say what I want to do, but maybe I'll fucking quit next week and right. sell insurance. Yeah. Who knows? Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Right. So I, I think we we call it the Boons Doc because the Boons are documenting. We're making this documentary. We're documenting an odyssey for every eye to see. It's not like the Boondock Saints. Like the <laughs> <So movie. laughs> or the Boondock. So we were, we You've were, seen it, though. We were, oh, it's a great fucking movie. So we go to we go to the Boondocks TV show like the, the oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Kinda, so we, that's always like the yeah because I'm more like Huey he's more like Riley anyway like it just kind of fits <laughs> not like two, not like two white Irish dudes who <laughs> no. kill people okay <laughs> I was going that route yeah. <laughs> you can tell it's got Jeremy right yeah. um but yeah so <clears throat> being pro athletes coming back from from Europe and always wanting to have a place that we could just kind of like go to and, and check all the boxes right mm -hmm. I want to go somewhere where I can get a good healthy meal mm -hmm. where I can get my workout in where I can focus on my my mental health and recover the same way you know hook up with these hyper ice boots or this normatex or these um you know theric guns and like go somewhere where i could really just like tap into all those things so i think opening a place like that at some point would be amazing but at the same time like creatively partnering with a lot of different brands to just do things that we like mm -hmm. doing you know mm -hmm. like we joked about like what if we went to a different city you know once a month ate the food that's uh, local yeah. to that city and then like did the workout that it would that it would like translate into like burning those calories like that would be so cool we could do that in like five different cities and just like oh, yeah. have some company just like back us for doing that you know and like we're trying to get creative about the things that we like doing eating working out hanging out but also like figuring out a way to just like have that be what we do going yeah. forward so yeah i, like, I mean like, honestly like when you watch it's crazy and uh, it's not healthy shit but there's like some dude he's on youtube i don't watch anything anymore yeah. but like oh we'll upload stuff monica does most of it but then i'll go on and it's like here's your videos for today and it's like here's a finance video here's like a truck video and some yeah. fucking dude in his car mm -hmm. eating like whatever the fast food is and i mean people love, love it bro it, dude like and it's like here's the new like wendy's like four <laughs> beef patty breakfast sandwich <laughs> or some shit i'm like this is Bacon for breakfast bro right yeah, yeah but people love his shit yeah, and real. that is a thing though yeah. like again i we've always like if it's and this is just i'm not giving you business advice but mm -hmm. in our mastermind groups and stuff that have been part of for, for years we always would say if you're gonna sell something, he's like, the food stuff always sells better, and the nutrition stuff is like, it's very monotonous and it's boring, and I don't enjoy a lot of like, looking at what people eat, although yeah. it does help them. Learning it and the science behind it, I'm intrigued by, but I say the food stuff for the fact of like, not everybody likes to exercise. In fact, most people fucking hate it, for sure. and not that many people do it. For sure, everybody eats though, all day, yeah. every day. Yeah. Like that is the big, that is the tie-in. And even for me, like sometimes, like especially like the better I eat, um, I'll find myself like if I catch a uh, guy Ferrari, like going to like whatever, yeah. I'm like, and I'm watching some shit mm -hmm. that I am never going to eat yep. in a place I'm never going to go. Yeah. And I'm hungry as shit watching it. But yeah, I'll sit there and I'll still watch it. Dude. <laughs> so I think you're onto something there. Yeah, man. We'll figure it out. Sure. We'll figure it out. So. I mean, that's a crazy thing. It is. Look out. Um, no where do these guys. Um, where do these guys find you at? Like, what is the social handles? Is there like websites? Where is that? These guys, I'm gonna, I'll link everything on the, in the show sure. notes too, but yeah. So the, the main driving 
poor part right now, I would say, is uh, Instagram at the Boons Doc T H E B O O N E S D O C, and <clears throat> we are again in in process of getting our website up and running. That will be theboonsdoc.com and then also the Boom Brothers on Insta uh, on uh, YouTube as well. So. Yeah, we got TikTok and all that stuff too, but I think the the driving. Oh, place you don't right love now, you don't love TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, all TikTok. Not the. That's definitely not where we're driving yeah. the content. But. I don't know where anything ever goes, dude. But if that's where we choose to live, <laughs> fuck, dude. Yeah, dude. We're I in just, for it. I mean, we post on there. Yeah. Um, I don't understand it at all. I don't understand. It. I mean. I say that like I'm not a moron. Like I understand no, it, but I sure. don't get the, I don't get the draw. Yeah. Like, and I don't know what it is, but like why I'm getting like tagged with like 50 year old women, like wearing like no clothes Jeez. and like doing a voiceover. Like, why the fuck am I seeing that? <laughs> Dude, like what, tough. why is that on my thing? <laughs> yeah. You know, like I'm not saying like, but I find like there's like these people who are like not wearing a lot of clothes and like, yeah. that's just the shtick. Like, yeah. and I get it, dude. Like I do douchey fitness stuff too, but we try to give context and I'm like, it's just like a mom, like talking with a bra and like, what do we, that's what TikTok is. That's scary. Man. Like you what? never know what you're going to see if you open TikTok. Well, and that's why I hate it. Cause yeah. a one, I'm old. So it's loud. Yeah. I'm like, why is it so loud? Always. Cause it's right to the main pictures. It's not like, <laughs> yeah. it's like a, there's not like a landing page. No, no. And so it's like, I just walk into some bullshit <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, why is this yeah. here? Yeah. What are we doing? Dude? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's but wild. You, I mean, if that's where we go, man, I mean, Hey, that's where we go. It's wild. If uh, I guess we'll do this for the um, cool. and I'll plug all the show notes and everything else yeah. for the these guys who are listening. If it is like you know, uh, if it's a parent, you know, um, just for the perspective of you guys have had and like they got a kids and their kids are playing sports, like and then you, obviously you work with kids and like you guys have been around enough. Is there anything you tell them? You know, like just some general advice. Because I mean, a lot of times like we've talked about before, the parents mm -hmm. sometimes want it more than. The kid does, or they push him a hard way. And what we've always, and this is not always true. Yeah. When I'm like playing, typically those parents, like those kids never, they never pan out, right? Mm -hmm. That are like the diehard ones in it. Sometimes they will. Yeah. But more often than not, like the parent is like living through the kid. Yeah. What we've seen here is the parent like who talks more and is like even more involved, the kid tends to suck more. Mm -hmm. I hate to say it that way. <laughs> but like if your kid's a stud, dude, like – you're kind of just you like you drop them off and you just kind of roll. Yeah. And not that you're not involved in it, but it's not this overly aggressive like it really needs to happen for yeah. them. And you guys have both done it. You've been for through sure. it. And so I give the advice I give. But if there's anything like when you guys for see sure. like, hey, here's what we would do. Or if we were to have a kid, here's kind of how we would handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first thing <clears throat> I, have, I just have to plug it again. Uh, if they are an athlete, a young athlete, please look into ARVC, right? Like that is to, to watch – what Shane's family and Shane's friends, Shane, you know, had to have gone or are going through and will always go through. You never want another family to go through that. So if you, if you are listening right now and you are a parent and you have children that are in sports, please look up ARVC. You can check ShaneTanzosh.com just to get a little more information about what it is. So this does not happen to you because it can happen to anyone. And they just go in and they can just, their doctor will know or typically, yeah. or they'll get it referred to whoever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If, if you ask for it, yes, they will screen for it. And so that is definitely the number one uh, thing I would say. Also, at, like ask your kid, 
like check in with your kid. Communication is so important. So if, if you know or if you don't know, rather, what sport they want to get into or what sport, you know, is their actual jam, like just ask, you know, I'm sure they'll tell you and be up front. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just kind of I think about us as young athletes, you know, like our our dad, man, like always putting what what we like to call the battery in our back. Right. And and that was for any sport. Yeah. You know, that was for anything. I mean, baseball, football, basketball, you name it. Um, he would always I could be going up against Kenneth Fareed and my dad would say, he ain't got shit on you. He's a bum. He's a scrub. You go out there. You take care of handle business. Right. Like that was him. Knowing damn well, I'm not on no <laughs> Kenneth Fareed level. You're going to get smoked. <laughs> right? yeah. He's going to bust your ass. Yeah. But, you know. Honestly, man, just like whatever they do decide, you know, just push them, you know, push them. Do not let up, you know, do not let up. And um, yeah, and, and just have the conversation uh, with them about what it is they want to do. Yeah. Be their, be their biggest fan, like, like Malcolm said. Um, sure. But also have that open communication with them. You know, I think our, our parents were good about understanding, like, if we want to do everything, mm -hmm. it's, it's there to do. But once we decide, we have to be the ones to kind of decide, like, okay, I really want to start focusing on this basketball stuff. Mm -hmm. And if, I think if, if the, the, the kid has that moment, then the parent has to be there to, like, nurture them into that direction. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can't – again, you can't want it more than, than they do. So, No, and you can't push them to, like, well, this is what I did. I'm like, they're not – Very true. They're right. not you, dude. Right. Great point. It's a different thing. And it's just the game – that has changed so much, too, with yeah. you sports and specialization and, yeah. like, even how Monica travels with her kid is – what is she, like, eight or nine? <laughs> And, like, I'm not saying we didn't do that. I think, like, when I'm nine, we're, like, doing, like, baseball and you're traveling, like, yeah. in your area, like, an hour away, right. an hour and a half away. For sure. And it's competitive, but you suck. Like, yeah. no offense anybody, <laughs> yeah. but, like, right. I'm not trying to be – I'm not saying your kid sucks, but your kid sucks. Right. Because when you're 10, you're not good. <laughs> you're not. Like, you're not. No. Like, even if you're, like, the best 10-year-old, <laughs> that's, like, being, like, the richest, like, homeless dude. Like, yeah. you're just not – you're not good yet. Like you're a, you're a scrub. Yeah. Like when I'm in sixth grade, like we're playing traveling basketball. Yeah. What do you score for a whole season? Like a hundred points. <laughs> like you average like, seven points a yeah, game. Like because yeah. the games are like forty two to thirty six yes. if it's high scoring. Yes. And you usually have like one kid who's like really good, and the rest of you like are really shitty. So bad. And you just you got to let them just be that. Got to. Yeah. You got to. But it's so many parents are like, oh my kid's really great. He's twelve. Yeah. He dude. I'm sure, like, Bron's great at 12, but he's probably, like, 6'5". Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's different. We're not that. We're not that. Most of us, we're not. Yeah. Oh, Let them yeah. be kids. Let them be kids. Just don't feed them taquitos and, uh, <laughs> and oh, boxes God. of cereal all at once. Oh, gosh. Dude. Yeah, you, the food thing is a huge part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we know, we know way more now. Yeah. No doubt. Except we don't really. <laughs> right. <laughs> we know say, it, right? Really? But if, if you know better, you do better. That's the hope. Right. Yeah. That's the hope. Well, that's why we do have these conversations. Hopefully, no, no doubt it helps. Right. Right. Uh, so Instagram, YouTube, main, main hub. Yep. Everywhere. I'll plug all your stuff. Uh, I'll throw Shane's uh, site up on here too. Absolutely. Um, yeah, this is good stuff, you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, and I'll I'll put these guys to your Instagram. What do you guys share on Instagram mostly? Fitness stuff. So we are we kind of tie it between our we like to call three pillars of optimization. So we have uh, a lot of like different breathing techniques. So a lot of things in the mental health space fitness, and then also uh, nutrition. So recipes, you know, um, yeah, rest, yeah, that's that's kind of the extent. The shit to be that's healthier, yeah. basically. Shit to be healthier, for Which sure. Which is crazy because, like, breathing is the most important thing we do, Dude. yet we don't ever talk about it ever. or teach it or yeah. basically do anything with it. Yeah. yeah. 
And it's, I, I get it, man, because I think it's hard. I think I can probably sell anything now, I guess, mm-hmm. technically, but it's hard when you get 20 people to come in here and be like, hey, guys, we're going to talk about breathing for five minutes. I can't get half these guys to listen to me when I'm talking about the actual exercises they have to do. So Let alone, like, the breathing, dude. Yeah. Like, they don't give a shit here. <laughs> oh, dude. If you're here, if people are here tomorrow, like, yeah. I'll talk. I'm like, hey, guys, just give me, like, 90 seconds. Yeah, we're and that's like what you're gonna have to physically do, let alone like here we're gonna talk about breathing today. Right. <laughs> but it is important. So it's, it's so important. Yeah. yeah. You guys tune in, check it out. For sure. Um thank sure. you guys. This yeah. is dope. Appreciate uh, it. Man. I'm about to pee my pants. No doubt. Do your uh, thing. We appreciate it, Jay. This is almost like three hours in. So wow. um there it is. Awesome. If you guys again, uh check out the app, Jeremy Scott Fitness app. If you guys want to get in the challenge, we're still five days in. You have like four plus weeks to get down with us. It's a buck. You're not going to find a better deal. Hit me up if you guys got questions. Uh, also, if you guys want a sample of Athletic Greens, hit me up. I'm happy to have Monica send it right to your front door. Otherwise, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott gets you guys all the free stuff. If you're on Spotify, drop it a five-star. Same thing if you're on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Give these guys a follow. It'll be well worth it. Um, if you reach out to them, they'll reply. They're not um, weirdos, except if you're creepy. Then they won't. But otherwise, you're good to go. So, uh, thank you guys again. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Man. Um, until you. next time, you guys, uh, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.